Intro time. An intro <laughs> with the three of us. Woo! Hell yeah. yeah. The bad girls of podcasting <laughs> are back together at last. Yeah, you little bleep. <laughs> <laughs> so bleep your bleep. <laughs> so let's get this bleep on the road. <laughs> Uh, today we are covering episodes 17 and 18 of the Vampire Diaries, be, uh, season four of the Vampire Diaries, Because the Night and American Gothic. In Because the Night, realizing that Elena needs some time away from Mystic Falls, Damon takes her to New York City, where he lived and partied hard in the 1970s. Yay, Lexi's back. Damon's in a leather jacket, but a different cut leather jacket. And... <laughs> hot <laughs> because the night belongs to us because the night belongs to us hell yeah uh then american gothic uh elena and rebecca search for Catherine and find themselves in a pennsylvania town where elena has a surprising encounter with an old acquaintance <laughs> Which is Elijah. <laughs> Guys, we are so horny for Elijah in this episode. It is Good. so great. Yeah, we are. Like, we're we just keep it's decadent to have him back after what we've been through. Like, we are really basking in Elijah's presence in this episode, and it's good. It's good to me. Same with Catherine, really. <laughs> uh, are Elijah and Catherine the hottest vampire diaries couple? Prove me wrong. I'm like going through so a roller far. <laughs> Sage was Finn, so you know that's oh Sage and Finn. <laughs> Sage and Finn, obviously two two <laughs> alphas. <laughs> Absolutely no. garbage. I mean, uh, Mason Lockwood and Catherine, pretty hot. Mason Lockwood and Kathy and Kathy, yeah. the girl Kathy, he was dating. Yeah. Kathy. You guys really thought that her name was Kathy? <laughs> Imagine Kathy not ripping the uh, the throat out of a person who called her Kathy. Like, I, that's How did what she, she not, do. She definitely rolled her eyes every time they call. Every time Hat Wolf called her Kathy, she's like, "Why shouldn't I kill him? Why shouldn't I kill him?" Every time Hat Wolf was in her presence, she was trying to kill him. <laughs> every oh god, I do want to see though. I would. I wish Miss June was back for the pissing Whoa. contest between her and Kathy. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to have seen Catherine drag Miss June. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah, but these are but these are really fun episodes. I think we're in we're in good spirits in these. Despite um, we've we've now like officially kind of I think revealed in certain places that we recorded a lot of this um during the uh 2020 presidential election heard of it <laughs> yeah heard of it um i don't know if you guys remember living through it but it was a stressful time and uh it's a pretty stressful time to be watching season four of the vampire diaries yeah we luckily didn't record anything during the insurrection right uh Ooh. god no, i don't I think, think we took a holiday it. break so yeah we did mm -hmm. so i think yeah, I, I think, think we were right. we were free at that point <laughs> um to to really just man i guess we'll find out that. as we edit <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this one i believe we filmed like right 
after the election when votes were still being counted. So if you notice a manic edge to things, that would be why. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, now everything's great and there are no problems anymore in the world. So episodes should be much more positive now. Um, trying to think if there is anything to tell them. Um, uh, if you are a Patreon subscriber or are thinking about becoming one, um, some stuff to watch out for soon. Um, we should be, we should have dropped, I think, our newest book club episode, or we should be close to dropping it for, uh, Kingdom oh, by the time this comes out, yes. Yeah. Um, which it was really fun to cover with Jill. Jill and I are both reading the third from Blood and Ash book. Jill is much farther than me. I am sending her unhinged memes. Uh, <laughs> if you join right now and join our Discord, you can see the unhinged memes that I'm sharing with people who aren't Jill. Um, <laughs> just know that there's a category that's getting shared with her and there's a category that's getting shared with the Discord and the Discord ones are much tamer. So if you think I'm wild, for those. You should see my DMs. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think that's that's all I can think of for us. I mean, we always have bonus clips. I have to drop all uh, all of our music drops. Uh, all of our original Ooh. music, of course. Uh, Latoya's been doing so good with the music stuff this season the big simpin uh the wishing well one. yes <laughs> absolutely Thank you for appreciating me doing wishing well which i forgot i did and then i'm like i guess i have to make this an actual song now you it did is it. so good we all needed it yeah. <laughs> now i have it <laughs> you should actually just release the wishing well mp3 on patreon please <laughs> i will i will yes Eat your heart out, Jenny Onya. <laughs> uh, there's a new musical vampire podcast. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Uh, you guys, you guys want to chat about anything else before we we haven't uh, we haven't all been on mic together for something that's dropping we soon? Haven't, in a minute. We, we haven't talked. We we're not even really friends. That's the, that's the key <laughs> for, for this episode. Oh, yes. Also, if you're not subscribing to Patreon, you're missing our Legacy Season 3 coverage, which includes yelling that um, Redacted is a menace uh, because they are. A fucking menace. A fucking menace. Not to be confused with the angriest girl alive. Mm -hmm. Redacted. Who I've recently learned is a Redacted. Yep. (laughs) Jill. A bitch? (laughs) Well, I mean... A bitch is not enough to describe this character. Okay. This, Jill, you're going to have a field day with this person. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have really intense opinions about them. Uh-oh. Don't know if you'll, it means you'll like her or hate her, but like you'll have opinions because there's no way to not. Yeah, except that it seems like nobody has a thought in their head about this character. <laughs> but um, yeah, and with that... Wait, no, Jill's going to do reviews. Jill, 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 reviews. We got to catch up on reviews. Please. People are being nice to us still for some reason. I don't know what that's about. I know. I think we haven't read any since like February. So I'm going to run through some of these. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Whoa, when I like, last time I checked, there was like 81 ratings. Now it says 84. What the hell? Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. The first one is called Slurp from Girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) 
Uh, I am slurping down episodes faster than a Capri Sun blood bag. <laughs> love the host. Love the bits. Love Damo, Warner, Steve. Love Cut by Plum. Please never stop. I need you to talk me through season seven. XOXO, Bloody Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Becky! Bloody Becky, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is Came for the Recaps, Stayed for the Crushes from Kaven717. Uh, God, this podcast is fun. I love Jill's ratings, the crushes, Boy Corner, and the ultra long episodes. Um, and then there is a small criticism that I make an interesting point and we skip over it. And very nice of you to think I have any thoughts in my brain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they said, keep podcasting. You guys are keeping me alive in this pandemic. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it was. I have no idea where it was. We slightly addressed this. But I will say, um, what seems like us stepping over Jill is us filling the, the, the dead air. Yeah. yeah. I, words are not my specialty. <laughs> it's also, it's tough. It's also like sometimes certain things you might hear might be just like us trying to make the smoothest edit we can on certain things. Like I know there have been moments where I've been like, fuck, if I take this out, like I miss this point, like, or I miss this joke, or like if I cut this out, like, this person's joke doesn't get a laugh, even though it got a laugh in the room. Like, editing podcasts is weird, and we're doing the best we can. But also, yeah, like, fuck Jill's opinions. They're all wrong, right? I mean, yeah, yeah we obviously hate Jill, and you found us out. You could just, like, mute me all next episode. No one wants to hear what I have to say. Jill wishes that we would mute her. I honestly, episode. yeah. Never. That's Jill's dream. You could have muted me this last episode, and it would have been the same episode. No. No. Jill, no. I just want to mute myself. That's what editing is I want to mute like. myself. We actually would like complete three hours of nothing. Yeah, we're just going to release three hours of fuss. You randomly hear bleep or like a, a sound drop. And that's it. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. Suddenly big simp in place. Yes. Love it. Uh, the next one is Good Kids, Good Pod from Lexi Lou Love. There are very few podcasts that require me to pause so I can laugh without missing any points. These good kids mix excellent information and insights with stories, jokes, and yes, laughs. Yeah, <laughs> deal with it, bitches. Suck it, <laughs> suck it, suck it. <laughs> I listened once for the recaps and I'm listening again now because prepping for a 5K is hard and these ladies make it much, much easier. Aww. Run, run, buddy, run, run, buddy, run. You're amazing. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Much like the way TBD knows the exact right amount to use Lexi, this pod knows the exact right amount to include resident boy, Michael. Aww! Cute! Thanks! Uh, next up, we have my new obsession from Michelle4624. I love this podcast. I found it through a tweet from Jenny Owen Youngs. I listen to one episode pretty much every day until I caught up to the most current episode. I laugh out loud all the time and find myself wanting to reference the bits in my everyday life, but no one will understand. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> As I watch the show, I think how much the hosts will love or hate something, and I can't wait to hear their takes. Latoya, Morgan, and Jill are awesome. They recap the episodes amazingly with great mix of humor, horniness, and telling it like it is. I love the crushes. I love Jill's rankings, and I love that I now refer to the main two dumb boys as Damo and Steve. <laughs> I know the risks, but I will keep listening to this pod, even if the episodes are five hours long. 
They did ask for this. <laughs> they did. This one they did ask for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one just says number one Jill stand from Hellraiser. I will fight Jenny or anyone who claims otherwise. See Woo! Jill, <laughs> reading these reviews, like they're here for you, not for us. We Jill suck. is the star. <laughs> one of them, I'll come back, but one of them is just Jill is just incredible. Jill, just Jill, thank you for it all. That's one of my best friends. So, <laughs> uh huh, sure, uh-huh. it is. All like right. we, <laughs> we don't need to. Have that one. We all have friends. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Definitely all give us nice reviews. Mm-hmm. It's not found. Yeah. Uh, next is Enemies to Brothers. Um, the title is so fucking funny. I just want yeah. to say thank you so much for this one. I guffawed when I read it for the first time. Uh, from Crank with Fam, I think is how you pronounce that. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you so much for your amazing podcast. Somehow I missed watching The Vampire Diaries until now, and I love that I can watch along and be on the outs with Jill on non-spoiler references to future episodes. Yes, I'm not alone. (laughs) I mean, you're not a stranger. No, you are theirs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When you guys laugh, I laugh. So this is truly a bright spot in quarantine times. I've already watched and then listened to each episode twice through because I didn't want to get ahead. But although I know the risks, I will have to watch ahead. I don't want to be afraid. Can you fade out this review now? <laughs> I'm so glad I left in. Can you fade me out? Yes. <laughs> it's an important part of it. <laughs> All right. We have three more. I can do it. Hell yes. You're doing great. Uh, we have Bonked in the Heart from La 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 Beth. Bonked in the heart. And you're, and you're too blame. <laughs> This podcast has bonked me right in the heart, and I am obsessed. <laughs> I'm watching The Vampire Diaries for the first time, so I definitely appreciate Jill's many first-watch hot takes. I really just can't get enough of LaToya's extensive television knowledge, Morgan's endless love for our neurotic queen, Caroline Forbes, and Jill not knowing the Salvatore brothers were in fact <laughs> brothers. <laughs> can't wait for more apps. <laughs> An early iconic moment. <laughs> Oh man, that was embarrassing. <laughs> that fucking rules. <laughs> and next we have the bits from Phoenix McKinney. I love TVD with all my heart, but I think I love this podcast so much more because of the hosts and their bits. Anytime I hear the bonk sound effect, I lose my mind. I laugh so hard. Thank you so much for being awesome hosts. Oh, thank you. I do like the bonk sound. I think it's really great. You picked a really funny bonk sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I find myself thinking about it anytime anyone gets bonked in anything. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, Jesus. referencing the last episode we just dropped, yeah. we have from ACM 700, Sorry You're Sad, Morgan. <laughs> ACS 700, thank you! <laughs> and we are caught up. <laughs> I requested that someone give us a five-star review, and if they couldn't think of anything to say, just to tell me that they were sorry. <laughs> that I was sad. Wow, your power. Thank and you so much. And there's a little so sad much. face, too. It's really cute. I love the sad face. I know all these reviews just tell me that I could leave the pod and no one will notice. Not true. I'll notice. Not at all. (laughs) You don't don't need me. 
No, not I true. Need to. You're my special, my favorite. I love you. <laughs> I truly, we were just talking off mic about when we were going to actually be able to see each other because we're all like, I, I'm I'm the one who's dragging it out because I'm not fully vaccinated yet. But you guys are going to get hugged by me so freaking hard. Is it going to be seeing one of the fast movies in theaters? I fucking we gotta, we gotta so. do that honestly yeah. i mean yeah we that the that was the plan all along was for all of us to go but i'm sure yeah i'm sure we'll see but i'll see you guys before we're seeing fast nine right much before. hopefully yeah <laughs> um i yeah i'm gonna hold you both so tight you're gonna hate it but i'm gonna be happy uh gang nice to see you guys again it's so good to see you guys <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> How long has it been since we've done an intro, all three of us? A long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. God, we, we've we grown so much. We've grown apart. And now we're growing back together. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Until next time, gang. Um, love you and enjoy this episode of the pod. Yeah. In this episode, we bleep and then bleep. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Empire Diaries. We know the risks, but we have to podcast. We are the bad girls of podcasting, <laughs> and I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Morgan Ludich. Know that I have like an unlit cigarette behind my ear and like my sleeves rolled up. <laughs> and I'm your third host, Jill Dayfield. Um, what's another cool leather jacket? I'm wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just cut out. You say I'm wearing a leather jacket. It's because you say leather jacket. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. We're off to a great start. <laughs> What's cooler than being cool? Leather jacket. <laughs> all right. Leather all right, pants. Okay. Leather pants. Ooh, this episode has tattoos. Notable leather pants. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. In, in, in case leather pants didn't tip you off, we are watching episodes 16 and 17 of season four of The Vampire Diaries. Um. Wait, nope. Is those the right ones? I think it's 17 and 18. 17 and 18. I'm sorry. You're doing great. It's, we're, going, we're going through it right now. Yeah, I was not on the right page of notes at all. Um, and of course, that means we are talking about episodes 17 and 18 of season four of The Vampire Diaries. No, it did not take me three times to say that. <laughs> because the night and American Gothic. American Gothic! Woo! <laughs> Why did you say stay away from me, someone? Oh, stay away from me. American Gothic. Catherine, <laughs> let me be. Nailed it. Um, Jill. Yeah. Look at these apps. Some spicy apps. Some American Gothic. Great title. Great fucking episode. <laughs> oh my god. I was like. I was amped. I was like, oh, wait, this episode's really fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> it's got, I mean, to be fair, it's like two slam dunk people are in it that aren't usually like two slam dunk guest stars in Elijah and Catherine. Like, how do yeah. you not? And then in the episode before, I already forgot the name. Because, because the night. night. Because the night. We had Lexi. Uh, so like, this was just heartwarming all around. Yeah. <laughs> It felt good.
Yeah. It felt safe. There were moments where I was like, mm, guys. <laughs> uh, it's okay. still not perfect. Yes, but these were strong for what we've been watching. Yeah. And they were just, they were fun for the most part, which is necessary. Yes. Yes. And also, we got to see a little hot Silas. Still not the Silas that is the true Silas. But we did get to see a hot Silas. Yes. An upgrade for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better than a negative five out of ten over here. Yeah. <laughs> Addy Silas. Does that mean if, does that mean we're done with Addy? Or he's, because he's dead. So like. Is that the end of Addy? I don't, I, I, I don't we'll know this. for sure. But I would never tell you he's gone because, like, I assume he is he's never gonna leave. Yeah. I, I'm gonna check now because I I he cannot is, be yeah. wanting to figure this by out. Atticus Shane. Ugh. I feel bad for this actor. We're very we are very negative about him. Maybe he's good at other stuff. But um, was he well? Yes, that was the last him? one. That was the last <gasps> one. And no, he was not, Joe. <laughs> oh, then I feel bad. <laughs> that was the last step. Thank God. Oh, we made wow. it. Goodbye. We made it to the end of Addy. Goodbye to you. <laughs> Goodbye <laughs> to you. Paris. See, I, you made bad. See, I was thinking scandal and not uh, Michelle Brandt, surprisingly. Uh, the podcast with multiple goodbye to you references. Latoya, what did you think of these episodes when you first watched them? Uh, so I can tell you my initial thought because I brought it up in the chat, which is that stupid streak in Elena's hair, to which I, my immediate reaction was, and I said it out loud, so fucking stupid. <laughs> that was my reaction then. That was my reaction now. I don't understand why people just talk about her haircut and not the fact that her hair has color in it. Yeah, it's bananas. Like, you, you want to tell me that a girl who does that to her hair has no emotions? That is the haircut of a girl who is going through it. Like, I'm sorry, but that's like Elena's humanity trying to break out. It's like that red hair streak. Like, that is a cry for help. It is. It's a cry for help. And nobody is like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, the only time me. I've ever colored my hair, speaking as someone who has recently colored my hair. <laughs> same. Yeah, absolutely same. Is when I'm going through it. Uh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> you don't dye your hair for no reason. <laughs> you dye your hair because you're screaming for help and that you hope changing something externally will change things internally. And it doesn't. It's very performative, that fucking streak. Like, come on. <laughs> She is trying to prove a point and it is failing miserably. Every scene, she's like tossing her hair and she's like, woo, woo. Have you noticed my red hair streak? Please, please, I'm dying inside. <laughs> um, this is mostly a visual bit. So for listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I was shaking my hair around. She was. She was whipping her hair back and forth even. What a Remember that, guys? <laughs> Oh, remember, again, <laughs> simpler times, man. We're going to have to do a playlist of this season. <laughs> Jesus. This is the most musical season because we are dying inside watching this. We actually fully should and need to do playlists by season. Yes. Oh, uh, God. The most bizarre playlists. Oh, yeah. No one will want to listen to these but us. 
Uh, but yeah, I remember, I do remember the second episode being really fun, like, and really enjoying it then and loving the reactions to them learning that Elijah was Catherine's friend. Uh, that was great. Chef's yeah. Uh, but like nothing like really major, you know, just remember the general vibe of uh, Elena's hair and the second episode, you know, and of course, always happy to see Lexi. Yes. Yes. It was similar for me, mostly. Like, I just remember, like, being so happy to see all of these people. So happy uh, to see my friends again. Happy to see my friends because my best friend, Elena, has been gone for a while. <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, and again, nice to see the, like, the difference between Catherine and humanityless Elena because they are very different because Catherine rules and humanityless Elena has a red hair streak. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna say she drools because that is also true i mean i i put it in my notes we can talk about it now it's just like i think what doesn't work for me for humanity Alyssa elena is just that because like elena as as we know her the real elena is so full of humanity it's like there's really nothing to work with like i feel like nina has nothing to work with with this character yeah because as we as everyone's always pointing out even it's like you can't be truly without your humanity. The switch, yeah. like the switch, because you're like lashing out. You're you're doing six month plans <laughs> to get revenge. That's a, an emotion right there. Yeah, and I think it's it, it feels really weird because she has no goal. She kind of like only has like an anti goal, which is not take the cure. And I'm like, you know how you can not take the cure if you're across the world. Like, there is just, to me, no reason for yeah. Elena to stay with these people when she has no humanity. Yeah, she says she's only being practical now, which she has a point to an extent, but, like, why isn't she leaving? You literally burned out your home, and you're like, I'm glad to not have this home. I'm moving forward. Fucking go to Paris. Don't be a girl who doesn't go to Paris now that you have no humanity. Go. Just leave. Yeah. Get out, I leave, as JoJo said. <laughs> right now, it's the end of you and Mystic Falls. <laughs> It just, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, why not, why not just leave? And I mean, I know the answer is why not, uh, why not just leave is because there has to be a TV show, but then give her a goal that requires her to stay in Mystic Falls and with the gang and to need the cure. And I guess, I guess the, like, the, the, the only way they kind of speak to it is like the idea that like, oh, well, if they get the cure, like they won't stop until I'm human. Um, well, it's going to be hard for them to continue if you're like, across the world yeah she gave like a catherine shit for running all the time but like if you really don't want the cure that's what you got to do so like there you go stop interacting with the people you supposedly have no attachment to anymore yeah it just it doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense like it just it strains strains credulity a little too much <laughs> but uh should we should we get right into the the meat and potatoes of these episodes? do it Woo! Uh, so we open. Where else? The Big Apple. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here, say two people that are indeed walking through 1977 New York. One I said had to be Atticus Shane Stanton. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he does have Atticus Shane's hair. Um, so these, this couple, they're walking arm in arm, only to find a guy chilling out on the ground. Because if we know one thing about Damon Salvatore, it's that he has one move <laughs> and it is to lie on the ground and then chomp people, which he does. I didn't even realize it was Damon. I was like, who is this small person? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sorry, he's uh, 5'11". What are you talking about? I, that is a 5'11 man if I've ever seen it. <laughs> did we did we talk on the podcast about the lies about his height on the internet? I cannot remember, but the internet does say he's 5'11", and I don't believe it. I feel like it, did, it used to have his real height, and I, I want to know who's been messing around. <laughs> so, no, I think it used to say 5'8", which was not his real height, but still at least closer. Yes. 5'8 does is the short man's lie, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like so many actors are 5'8 that are actually shorter. Um, and this is not me saying this about Ian Summerholder, but it is me saying this about other actors that say they're 5'8. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lie. Either people are smaller than 5'8. I mean, there are a lot of wrestlers who are six feet tall who are actually 5'8. <laughs> but anyways, in 1977, um, you know, we see Damon. He's in a leather jacket and a white t-shirt. He's dripping blood all over his mouth. It's a good look. I'll, I'll say it. It's a good look. And the guy is like, you're that serial killer, right? Son of Sam. And Damon just goes, son of Giuseppe, but close enough. Son of Giuseppe. I'm Giuseppe. And he gives this guy the big old chomp. And we reveal that we're in 1977, baby. That's where our flashbacks are going to be. We should also reveal that we did do Italian hands, as we said, Giuseppe. Of course. <laughs> I'm pinching little raviolis in my hands. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what's an Italian thing I can say? <laughs> but yeah, so that's where our flashbacks are going to take place. That's fun. Yay. Right? I mean, yeah, it it is kind of lame that uh, Damon only has one trick and it's, it's, remember when he used to be cool? Yeah. Um, But I will say it is cool because uh, Psycho Killer uh, drops here and I was uh, vibing hard to it. Yeah, all were vibing hard. Yeah. Yeah, That was, good job, Vampire Diaries. (laughs) You were pro that drop. Oh, and I did realize, speaking of soundtrack, I do. I know an Ampy did ask us, like, what needle drops we were looking forward to, and I had no good answers, because I'm bad at thinking, and I did want to say for them, uh, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> but, um, anyway, we go to present day New York, and well, Elena it, and Damon- It transitions to a cover, which Morgan was not happy, and I was like, budget, basically, by someone named Harper Blinn. And I'm like, no one named Harper Blinn should be seeing Talking Heads. Shut this off. Yeah, Harper Blinn, come on the pod. <laughs> no! <laughs> Harper Blinn, you better not. <laughs> you go stay away from the pod along with Galen Vaughn. <laughs> Galen Vaughn, Jill does one on the pod, though. Yeah. I was thinking earlier how much I hate that bit so much. I love it. It, like, it makes me irrationally angry. <laughs> I, I think that's want, part of the charm of it. I, like, I don't want to normalize Galen Vaughn. But like, <laughs> if it makes me happy. It can't be that bad, as yeah. Sarah Perlman said. And if it makes you happy, Latoya, why are you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Galen Vaughn is Jill's favorite mistake. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to like start singing Ariana Grande. <laughs> oh, no. Ooh, a musical season indeed. So um, Elena's like, why the fuck am I here? And Damon's basically like, this is a great place to be with your humanity off when you're a vampire. We're here to have fun and like go undetected because nobody notices shit over here. New York's a cesspool. I agree. And Elena's like, okay. Like she like seems pretty skeptical, but Damon's like, come on, let's go get lunch. Also, uh, according to the fandom wiki, uh, the New York City scenes were shot in downtown Atlanta. Oh, they were? Yeah. They did pretty well. I thought they went to New York. (laughs) You got me. But again, (laughs) I've been to New York like three times. 
Like I don't, twice. I don't like I know what a bagel is, but <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's fine. It looks I've been in New York enough. <laughs> that's how i feel yeah whoa this is an anti-new york podcast. i'm not a fan of new york at all Nah. well yankees suck so i do like broadway yeah that's i've heard of it yeah <laughs> i mean i saw hamilton on broadway in new york no big deal whoa are you flexing yes <laughs> just like klaus was in that one scene <laughs> joseph morgan is flexing yeah, he is. And also, uh, the hashtag during this episode was hashtag Big Apple Bites. <laughs> no. Should we start reading the hashtags? Do they have them in every fandom wiki episode? Like, oh my god, where are they? I it's would love Behind them. the scenes section. Ooh, I would love you to always read the hashtag. Please. <laughs> I forgot Apple when, bite. yeah, I forgot when the CW always encouraged a hashtag. Them and ABC Family and MTV also, and like, there were some good ones. Uh, there were some really good ones during this era. And by good, I mean terrible. Teen Wolf did did that too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot Memories. about that era of fandom. Oh, I can't remember God. if Pretty Little Liars really did them. Maybe a little bit, but not as as much. Actually, no, they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm remembering now. I think they had the most insane ones, actually. Because I think like, like Teen Wolf would like, have multiple ones an episode. Yeah, it would, like, go through the axe or whatever. Yeah. Um, which, you know, like, go off. That's a way to get social media engagement, I guess. Yeah, it was it was a time. We were trying to, we were trying to figure out what works for the socials during these shows. Ooh. <laughs> Big Apple Bites, baby. Big Apple Bites. And ain't that the truth? So, uh, <laughs> Seven and Damon have a little phone call. And, um... <laughs> Damon uh, is saying like, yeah, I'm following up on that lead where I like saw that guy, Will, like he was from New York and he like this guy, he got fake identities for vampires, like, you know, dealt a with like the skill. paperwork of it all, which is a useful skill. They, they, they also touch on this in Twilight in, uh, in Breaking Dawn. Uh, not, I'm gonna, I was going to say a part, but the books don't have parts. It's one thing breaking down the book. Did you uh, see me roll my eyes when you brought Twilight? Oh, yes, I did. I just I am very interested in the idea of like being a vampire like with an eternal life that has to like have human documents yeah, it, to like deal with stuff. Because compelling so much, it can just become a headache. Honestly, in uh, being human, Aiden the vampire, he like he at one point shows like how he has to like change up his document. Uh, documentation all this time so he's like showing a friend like i need you to learn this entire history of me before tonight's dinner because he's he's, he's like staying this girl and he's like i need you to know all this about me and she's like you do this every time he's like yep jesus um yeah i i always enjoy that touch in a in a modern vampire story so i i liked this so uh will who if uh you guys remember Damon ripped his heart out um, in our last episode because he got bitten by a werewolf and seemed too far gone. Uh, Damon is sure that Catherine was one of his clients. So if he can, you know, maybe find Will's stuff, he can find a lead on finding Catherine. Stefan is like, is Elena cool with this? Like just yesterday, she was living the vampire high life. You know, she doesn't want this cure, right? And Damon's like, well, that's why I lied and said we were here for fun. <laughs> What a great boyfriend. I guess he is even her boyfriend anymore. He's her keeper now. Girl, Although he's I, trying to be her keeper. 
Although I will say, like, I'm fine with us doing what we got to do to get Elena's humanity back on. I mean, yes, of course. But like, Damon and Elena have not had a good run this season at all. Yeah. So far, not an ideal a relationship with a couple of issues. Julie, is this how you envision their relationship going? Uh, is this good to you? Ooh. No. Not good to me. <laughs> so uh, basically, Stefan is ultimately like, do not underestimate her. She's ruthless. Like, if she figures out what you're trying to do, she'll be really, really fucking pissed and she'll bolt. And Damon's like, just keep Mystic Falls saved for me and let me do my thing. Ugh. And then up walks Elena, feeling herself, <laughs> rocking some side bangs and a red streak in her hair. Yeah. Elijah is the only one who notes the color. And I'm like, am I going insane? Everyone's just like, nice haircut. And like, not really. But also, look look at the streak. I like her side bangs. I think they're cute on her. I'll say it. You know, it's a cry for help. It's all a cry for help. Oh, but that's absolutely true. It is a cry for help. Uh, So then uh, over at the Salvatore house, uh, we have a Klaus, Caroline, and Stefan scene. You know, the, the dream, dream team. team. <laughs> um, and Klaus is like, wow. You're Klaus is like, I wish he was my sister. <laughs> yeah, I wish Caroline was my sister. So, uh, But anyways, uh, Klaus is like, wow, you're coming to me. Desperate times, huh? And uh, Caroline's like, yeah, what the fuck is he doing here? Which, by the way, Caroline is there because she is cleaning up the house after his party. She's cleaning up a house that is not her own. Caroline, Caroline, honey. You got a prom to plan, girl. You're too good for these people. <laughs> um, so Caroline, uh, you know, immediately is like, shouldn't you be out chasing Tyler to the ends of the earth? Or are there still some hopes and dreams you want to crush around here? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Caroline is is pissed. Like, he's like, she's like, yeah, Tyler's not around. He gave Matt the deed to the house. He's gone for good. And Klaus is like, well, Tyler made it his life's mission to kill me. You can't hate me for driving him away. And Caroline says, oh, I can. And I do. <laughs> yeah, Klaus, yes. why did he make it his life's mission to kill you? Why is that? <laughs> Just like a long scroll comes out. <laughs> Too much footage found. <laughs> uh, Jill, you really were about this. Uh, you appreciated Caroline uh, sticking up for a man. Yeah, as she should. Klaus fucked up like a lot. <laughs> Jill, are you excited for the Angels just to get Klaus like away from Caroline and maybe to see if he can work again? Yeah, I feel like I'll be more into him in the originals. At least I hope. You liked him in Haley. I did. But now knowing what I know. <laughs> Caroline listen. Now, now you're ready to, to ship hard, aren't you, Jill? Yeah, that's that's why I'm excited for the originals. <laughs> I mean, I needed to give you an incentive, but I think it was good. Yes. Um, so, uh, the end of the scene is Stefan appearing and saying, I asked him to be here. We need his help because I think Silas is in Mystic Falls. And that's because he is, baby. We cut to Silas in Mystic Falls with Bonnie. He's trying to teach her magic and Bonnie's like, hey, um, I kind of feel like I'm being manipulated. And Silas is like, you're not though. Uh, remember how like Jeremy died and you're the only one who can bring him back? do it <laughs> bonnie's like i don't know i i feel suspicious of you but okay <laughs> but he okay you are ignoring parts of the scene like the fact that he did tell her he is silas <laughs> and that's a big part of it <laughs> yes 
he is at least being honest with her about the fact that he is Silas. But um, beyond that, he's super manipulating and gross and is like, kill 12 witches for me, please. And I just feel like if we saw his true face, it would be hot. I know. It's like maybe if it was his true face, she wouldn't have noticed she was being manipulated. Jill, thoughts? I my issue is I was like, where are they gonna get witches? <laughs> where are the witches? <laughs> Had to call and then they showed up, and I was like, well, how convenient. <laughs> exactly. Me and my them. eleven friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get called witches. Just where? <laughs> witches are around, guys. <laughs> Like David in Chicago, they're around. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, we then go to a Klaus, Caroline, and Stefan scene, and Klaus is like, "Okay, blood's missing. Probably Elena, right?" Like, <laughs> and Stefan's like, "It's not." And Klaus is like, "Okay, but supposing Silas is here, what does that have to do with me?" And also, we should note that we, we kind of skip forward in a lot of last thing because it's literally just telling us the entire Silas Ketsia storyline again. I like, know. That's why I skipped. I was like, we do not yeah. need to hear that again. That, that's they in the chat. I was us. like, hell yeah. Tell us this all over again. <laughs> we love to hear it for like the fifth time. Well, Joe, could you tell us the whole story that they told you? Us oh, yeah. Like Jill, tell times us. Could I? Absolutely yeah. not. Do I want to continue hearing it? No. <laughs> Jill, Jill, tell us the story. Tell us what you know. There's Silas and Ketsia, and Ketsia got pissed and like, want. She was like, "You're gonna die," but like, you're not gonna. And then, um, put him in. Why did she get pissed? Some there's another girl, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Done story. You did. You did it. She did do it. She she absorbed the story. <laughs> that was honestly took- most of it. Yeah. <laughs> That took five times of them telling us. <laughs> they took they fit it thirty times, Joe. It's like in the double digits. Ugh. It is so many times, and I am sick of hearing it. It's because they're like the people watching this are exactly like Jill, and they're not going to process anything. It's because they don't want to listen to fucking Addie, but they keep having Addie say it, and I'm going to keep calling him Addie. Addie, it yes. is. Um, it does feel like a like network note. <laughs> Like, can we hear that one more time? Can we hear that one more time? It's not that difficult. It's really not that difficult. It isn't. Ketsia was a witch and a wronged woman. She was going to make an immortality spell so she and Silas could be together forever, except Silas wanted to use it on another girl. When she found out, she took her revenge and imprisoned him forever to be alive and not to die unless he took the cure to cure his own mortality. But then he would never get to be on the other side with the woman he loved. So he never took it. Right? I can't believe we just no, no, did what he, I said verbatim. <laughs> Morgan, so no, he would go to the other side because he was not oh, human. Sorry, but she, you, yeah, yeah. So basically, to to stop that, mm-hmm. he had to take down the veil, and that's yeah, that's where we get our massacres. So this is exactly what Stefan brings up to Klaus when Klaus is like, "What does this have to do with me?" He's like, "Well, uh, if Silas comes back." Like, if, if Silas accomplishes his goal, he is going to lift the veil from the other side, and every werewolf, witch, and vampire, whoever died, will be back. And Caroline is like, wonder how many of those you personally killed. Do you care now? 
Klaus admits that his interest is piqued. And he's like, how do we stop him? And Stefan's like, Bonnie and Silas need to complete three massacres to do the spell. Before Professor Shane died, he convinced the pastor to blow up the council. Next, he had you kill your hybrids. And now he only needs one more massacre. So if he's here, that's what he's doing. We need to find him. Clear setup stakes. Yes. <laughs> so um, our next scene is at a dimly lit bar called Billy's. Uh, David brings her in and is like, yeah, it looks about right. But Elena says, I was promised hedonism, which I love as a piece of dialogue. <laughs> um, sometimes humanity less Elena does kind of work for me because she's just a bitch. Like, and I can relate. Uh, so <laughs> David's like, look, it's early. Hedonism isn't a fan of the sunlight. Uh, and Elena's, you know, judging the players for being divy. And he says, easy judgy. Not everyone got a hot new haircut today. <laughs> Acknowledge the color. <laughs> Acknowledge it. But, and Elena does seem like happy. He thinks she's cute. <laughs> He's like, give it a couple hours. This place will be crawling with more punked out nihilists than you can eat in a decade. Trust me. And Elena says, how do you know that? And he says, because I spent most of the 70s here. Factory was too clean. CBGBs was too high profile. But Billy's? Billy's was the underground of the underground. Uh, Damon liked Billy's before it was cool. <laughs> so we got to the 70s. We're at Billy's. Why couldn't Will playing. we okay. just call Will Billy if it's his bar? So his we call him Will, but his place is Billy's. Why isn't it called Willie's? Or why didn't they just call him Billy? <laughs> just do Williams. I don't like it. <laughs> Williams. Williams. His punk bar. <laughs> Yeah, you've been to Williams, the new punk bar. <laughs> so Damon, uh, so Damon, so Damon, we see Damon bringing the IDs of the two people he killed in the teaser to Will, and he's like, "Hey, here you go." And he's like, "Great." Will says, two for one, rock and roll." Oh, Will. And Damon comments on this being the third five foot seven brunette he's had to get, and he's like, "Same client." And Will says, "Yeah, she's a runner. Some vampires need more identities than others." <laughs> Oh, this idiot, he missed her. Maybe if he had his, his humanity on, he would have realized. Like, I cannot, like, why would he not be like 5'7 brunette? Catherine? Well, I guess I mean, he thinks she's on the tomb. Yeah. So stupid. He's an idiot. He's the dumbest boy in the world. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Damon starts seeing people getting to a fight. They're bleeding. He's got horny eyes. And Will is like, hey, be discreet. Damon says, I kill people and give you their IDs. You let me feed in your club. Discretion was never part of this. But exposition was. Dun, dun, dun. And then who appears? But in the crowd. And when I saw just like the, like her hair, like I saw her collarbone and I like screamed. I was <laughs> thrilled. But Lexi, who notices him, like Damon about to give a chomp, but says, you're going to feed on him right here. You're getting sloppy, Damon. Yes. Yes. What's Lexi's here. Lexi's here. <laughs> You guys, I was so happy to see Lexi. Yes, she queen. looks gorgeous. She right? really does. Brown hair suits her. Yeah. yeah. Ariel Kebble should be a huge star. What are we doing, you guys? Ariel Kebble, come on the pod. You were shafted in the third Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Like, you should have gotten multiple scenes. You got, like, one cool scene, and I think that's wrong. You should have gotten, like, eight. I would like to discuss John Tucker Must Die with her. <laughs> A modern no, masterpiece? I mean, yeah, I brought up Montreal, but we didn't discuss Sophia Bush, Marlin, which is crazy. Because Sophia Bush. 
Sophia Bush, the last time I watched John Tucker Must Die, which was recent, because uh, <laughs> Michael had not seen it, and I was like, you have to see it. I went absolutely crazy about Sophia Bush, because I was like, oh, baby gay awakening for Morgan when they kiss in the car. But also, I was like, um, Sophia Bush is an incredible uh, physical comedian. <laughs> In her entire scene where she's stuck in the backseat of the car and is like silently like taking the bra and like all of that stuff. I was like the Charlie Chaplin of our time. (laughs) I will tramp. And then I said to myself, more like the big tramp, given that every (laughs) joke in the movie is about her being slutty. And that was the time that I had. Anyways, in the present day. Uh, at Billy's, Elena is shocked. She says, you got Lexied? <laughs> Which is very cute. And before he can answer, who shows up? But my dear, my darling, Rebecca. Yeah, she, she does. She's so hot. She pounds his head into the table and she says, following a lead without me? It's poor form, Damon. <laughs> uh, Elena is surprised. She's like, wait, this was all part of a plan? <laughs> What was I, a bet? Yeah. Stupid bet? Yeah, Liz, this is my bet. My a fucking bet, right, to I'm, David? I'm sorry, I, I did the, the trailer version and the edited for television version. You know, children listen to this podcast, Morgan. I'm sorry, children, but you need to hear the, the, the fuck and she's all that is so powerful. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. Not the first time we've talked to you on the podcast. Definitely will not be the last. Oh, 100% not the last. Let's do that dance Usher taught us. Oh, I just like Usher be in more movies as a school's DJ. <laughs> I love this. My high school, we had a high school DJ. <laughs> One right of the- about now. <laughs> so brother, check it out now. Fuck so brother. <laughs> the, the bet. I went through a phase where I ironically listened to that song a lot my senior year of high school. And ironically? Yeah, it was dumb to say it was ironic. I was just like, this is a bop. You're just like, Fat Boy Slim is very good at what he does. I'm a big fan of Norman. <laughs> Anyways, Rebecca is mad at Damon. And Elena's like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Plan. And, Re- and Rebecca's like, this is a lead. Like, this is Damon following a lead. I'm following him. Funny that, like, you're nothing to do with my, like, anything that I'm trying to do because I fucking hate you. <laughs> she told her. She told her. She did. And Damon's like, look, I mean, Rebecca, uh, how does it feel to be wrong all the time? I brought a lady here to, like, drink blood and have fun because Mystic Falls sucks. And also to do flashbacks with her. Yeah, and Rebecca's like, you really needed to drive seven hours to find a place that was fun? He's like, yeah. And I was explaining to Elena before we were so rudely interrupted that my history in the city has a particular resonance to her current situation. Because it's when I had my humanity off. And then it goes back in time going, right about now. <laughs> Fuck so bad. <laughs> so um, Lexi and Damon are outside the club. They're in an alleyway. They're chatting. And Lexi's like, oh, that makes sense. Your switch is flipped. And Damon's like, oh, like, I, I want to hunt. Like, fuck off. <laughs> and Lexi's like, I don't know. You're like, you're doing truly such a bad job covering your tracks here that we heard about you back in Mystic Falls. So th- that is when Damon realizes that Stefan sent her. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, I thought we were like in the off again part of our on again, off again, eternity of misery cycle. <laughs> And Lexi says, lucky for you, he cared just enough to send me. 
So why'd you flip it? What traumatic event was too much for Damon Salvatore to handle? And uh, Damon says uh, the 50s bored him. And Lexi says, well, it's the 70s now. And keeping it off is going to get you caught and killed. And Damon does not take kindly to trying to be saved. He's like, look, you and Stefan have a thing. I get it. He falls off the wagon. You pick him up. He gets redeemed. You get your Florence Nightingale jollies. Well, I'm not him. I don't want or need you. He doesn't want her life, basically. <laughs> and Lexi replies, too bad, because you got me. What an odd couple we have here. I think it's, it's really fun to see them together. Like, I think they, they have a nice, yeah. sort of nice chemistry. Because <laughs> as, as we, like, we could tell, and we discussed this in 162 Candles, like, they clearly had their own dynamic and relationship so now we get to see it yeah it's a, it's a, i think it's it's nice shading in um i they do have the vibe of people who like fucked like real hard once <laughs> they have the vibe of people who had like one wild night together they fucked all over billy's and then it ended poorly you can feel that if you go back to that first scene you can feel that <laughs> So I appreciate that they were like, what was the vibe there? Oh, it was exactly that this had happened. <laughs> so I will check out. It checks out. This all checks the fuck out. You know, talks a lot of shit about season four, but this is accurate. <laughs> this is iron tight right here. Yeah. So in the present day, Bex is like, oh, she sounds dreadful. And David's <laughs> like, oh, she had a Mother Teresa complex. And Elena's like, so let me guess. After any dark nights with Lexi, she convinced you to turn your emotions back on. That's exactly what you plan to do with me. And Damon's like, you read the last page of the book first too? Jesus, I'm going to get some more drinks. And he leaves Rebecca and Elena alone and they have a little chat. And Rebecca's like, you're really buying this? And Elena's like, no, I'm not stupid. Like, I know he's after the cure. Damon's like a dog with a bone. <laughs> Stefan too. They won't give up until they find the cure and make me take it. So I guess I'm going to find it first. <laughs> you just steamrolled over the best interaction is where Elena says, I'm not stupid. And Rebecca says, well, let's not say things we don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's its own conversation that we should have right now. Because um, I, I do remember my reaction to that originally. It was just, at that point, I was so fed up with Elena. I'm like, yes, drag her, Rebecca, please. You're so right. Um, these are big uh, Elena and Rebecca episodes. I, I, I would say we're, we're in a big turning point in their relationship because I was really enjoying them back in, back in uh, NOSCO. <laughs> uh, they, had, they, like, they were starting to kind of like see eye to eye. And it was really nice. And this is... A, a new wrinkle but actually they they oddly can get along when uh feelings aren't involved <laughs> good for them i guess i just want to imagine what their road trip was like God, i mean we were told it involved a lot of top 40 which <laughs> i like oh we need to look up what was top 40 at this time so we can figure out what exactly rebecca oh was torturing boy with. <laughs> uh top 40 march 2013 <laughs> Let's look this up, baby. I guarantee you, I love it. So, I love it. March 2013? What day? Yeah. Uh, let's see. This episode aired March 21st. Ooh. Two days before my birthday. Ooh. Top 40 pop songs. Yeah, what was that birthday like for you, Jill? God, beats me if I remember any of my birthdays. <laughs> oh, congrats. What, how old was I in 2013? <laughs> Joe, Jesus, your memory. I, it's bad, you guys. <laughs> I'm so worried for you. Like, 
20 or 21, depending on what year you were born. Are you 92 or 93? 93. Then you were 20. 20. What was I doing? In 2013. 20th birthday. I went to Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. See, Um, I knew you'd get a good story. (laughs) I had a tradition of going to Hooters for like five years. How was Hooters? Great. (laughs) I've been to Hooters one time and I hated it. It smelled terrible. It's not good. It's not good food (laughs) at all, but it's the experience. In college, we would drive to Ocala and go to the Hooters there to watch WWE pay-per-views. <laughs> uh, here's the U.S. Top 40 singles for the week ending March 23rd, 2013. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, ew. Number one was Harlem Shake. Oh. Okay. Number two, Thrift Shop. Rapport, <laughs> Ryan Lewis. Oh, man, I'm thinking about, like, Rebecca rapping all of Thrift Shop to an Elena that's just like, I wish I could die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- this this makes sense, uh, especially for some of the songs in the season. Uh, three, When I Was Your Man, Bruno Mars. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Four, Stay, Rihanna. Ooh, hell yeah. Ooh, ooh. They were singing that, like, and that one, Elena was like, okay. Like, <laughs> pretending she wasn't into it, but you're into it. I mean, we've already said it's it's happening in the season, that song, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I think Stay is a, like, undeniably good song, but that is just mm-hmm. Um, the best version, though, oh. is Vin Diesel's version. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Good. Okay. Better on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Five with Suit and Tie. <laughs> Great song. I did jam to Suit and Tie a lot back in the day. The funny experience was a, a bop. Part one, of course. Oh. What was? What were the other hits of the tie? Uh, so, let's see. Six was I Knew You Were Trouble, Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rebecca was singing that oh, nonstop. Yeah. That would be annoying to hear if you didn't want to. Seven, start from the bottom, uh, from Nina's friend, Drake. All right, hell yeah. Eight, a song I don't know, Scream and Shout by Will, Will I Am featuring Britney Spears. I want to scream and shout and let it all out. Oh, I, yeah, I hear that sometimes when yeah. I out back before. Uh, nine, Love Me, Lil Wayne featuring Drake and Future. Mm-hmm. And ten, Locked Out of Heaven, Bruno Mars, Ooh. baby. Ooh. Okay, we're back at fun. A great podcast. <laughs> I mean, wow. So low. We had it earlier this season, 14. Oh, hey, by the Lumineers. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, so that's what they were listening to. Good to know. Or that what well, they will listen to. We're not there yet. Uh, so basically, Elena says that Damon is playing her and she is just going to return the favor. And that's where we leave things with them. Uh, we cut to Shane's office and we have another Caroline Stephanie. Yeah, back to that scene. fucking set. <laughs> oh, my God. I know that fucking place. So um, this is where Klaus. Like, Caroline's like, what the fuck are we even looking for? And they're like, well, we're looking for, you know, information on the third massacre, I guess. <laughs> and Caroline says, Stefan, why the fuck are we bringing Klaus here? Or in CW speak, why is he necessary again? <laughs> and Klaus is like, he's my best friend. Yeah, Klaus says, we work really well together, actually. <laughs> he's like, or at least we did in the 20s. And Stefan's like, yeah, when I had my emotions off. You still called him your brother, and that meant something. That's how you have emotions to me. You were, like, in love with Rebecca. That's how you had emotions to me. <laughs> I don't know if that was love. I think that was just, like, them going to town on each other. 
Well, yeah, he was definitely in love with Klaus, though, so that's emotions. Yeah, that they were going to town on each other emotionally. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you don't call someone a king and your brother if you have no emotions. <laughs> I don't know. In, in 2020, I feel like we're just throwing those words out. <laughs> we're, call, we're being pretty liberal with our use of king these days. <laughs> but in the 1920s, that was not the case. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, so... <laughs> Then Klaus is like, um, you know, Damon's probably having a lot of fun relishing in Elena not having any emotions in New York. And Stefan's like, don't try to, you know, like, that's not a sore point for me. I trust my brother. He knows what he's doing. And this is where Klaus says, does he? Don't underestimate the allure of darkness. <laughs> he says, even the purest hearts are drawn to it. And then we have to pan to Caroline, like, with her eyes, like, wide as dinner plates. Because uh, for some reason this has wrecked her. Um, I hate this cutaway. This felt like so like hitting you over the head. Like I just black subtlety for me. <laughs> um, I have I have in my notes, uh, Carol like Caroline written in all caps, and I did I did draw I just drew the little eyes. <laughs> of course, <laughs> they're they're back. They are here multiple times in these this set of notes. <laughs> Uh, wow. makes me feel nostalgic uh, for the good old days <laughs> um but klaus you know klaus is enjoying like you know trying to like make Stefan feel uncomfortable but it's not working and uh caroline finds something it is a it is, is a book called symbolic figures in the dark arts and i thought that it wasn't dark magic mm-hmm. so they find they look in the book and Stefan reads in some schools of magic such as expression Human sacrifice can be used as a focus for power. It is rumored that the addition of two supernatural sacrifices compounds the mystical energy, creating an expression triangle. And Caroline's like, okay, humans, the council fire, demons, Klaus's hybrid failure, which Klaus interjects, and he wouldn't exactly call it a failure. <laughs> and then he says, what's the third? And Caroline sees it, and she is horrified. We cut to Bonnie and Silas, and Bonnie's <laughs> like, you want me to kill witches? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, no thanks. And Silas is like, yeah, but it's temporary. They'll come back. And he explains that, like, once the witches realize how strong Bonnie is, they will channel each other one by one using spirit magic to try to strip her of expression. And she is going to have to suffer through and endure that until all 12 of them are linked as one. Uh, then uh, Mayor Dad shows up. and Mayor I, Dad? <laughs> again, I'm just like, I'm happy to see this actor, but geez. Um, he, like, uh, you know, Silas pretends to be Professor Shane and explains that, like, the meditation isn't working. Bonnie's magic is too strong. And, like, Mayor Dad is like, what the fuck? You said you could help her. And Bonnie goes, Dad, it's not his fault. He says, not his fault. He's the one who taught you this match. <laughs> Mayor Dad has a point. Well, I mean, to be fair, he doesn't know this is a this is a new, entirely different person who is a, you know, a mortal being uh, enslaved for thousands of years in a stone sarcophagus on an island in Nova Scotia. He has <laughs> nothing to worry about. This guy didn't teach Bonnie shit. <laughs> <laughs> you put it that way you're right <laughs> oh my god so he's like you said you could help her and um you know he's like this is fucked up and uh silas says listen we have an idea and understandably bonnie's dad has had enough and is like get the fuck out of my house and silas is like we just have to call on the spirits 
and uh, Bonnie uh, accidentally uh, does some expresses all over a glass that, you know, the glass of the windows and they shatter. And her dad's like, what is happening? And Silas lies as Atticus Shane and says, this happened to my wife. Expression consumed her. She has no control. So Bonnie appeals to her father, doing exactly what Silas wanted, and says, I need you to call mom. I need, we need witches. A lot of them. Like, maybe exactly 12, <laughs> if you wouldn't mind. I don't know if, if there's more to, we can say, but what is it with the season and massacres? What the, like, what the fuck? It's not even just the expression triangle. It's killing Cole and killing, doing genocide. Like, He's what the fuck? interested in making our characters mass killers. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> There's also, uh, I'm going to note the body horror, because that's even more in this season. And part of me wants to, it kind of feels like, do you think Julie's possibly, because it's just her now, and it's not Kevin, there is a way like to criticize him. Oh, like all she cares is like the shipping stuff. So like, and she's like, well, here, I'll show you. I don't just care about that. I'll have a bunch of massacres and also like gruesome stuff on top of that as well. And it's just like, I don't like really any of this there there feels like there could be an element of that and and i will also say i think this is an attempt to like end high school and to have these characters lose a lot of innocence and a lot of the like childlike things about them like elena is stripped of her humanity and has all these consequences tyler yeah. loses his mother like caroline it has this flirtation with darkness and stuff like i and there is a sense that there's that there but it it but doesn't it, feel authentic. Because it, it, it would be one thing if they went to school. They only went to school for cheerleading day. And now apparently it's almost prom. Yeah. And it just sucks because like the high school stuff in three is so good. Like, I, you know, it's my favorite stuff. Like it, it does feel like we lost school so much here. Like it feel, it feel the show feels very sick of high school, which, you know, it they killed the teacher who's their dad and also their, their best friend. And uh, no more school for any of us. <laughs> uh yeah that is unfortunate like the only what are the major high school events there's the dance that's canceled there is the assembly and rebecca locking them in the library like those are our only high school things yeah matt took away the stoner pit but that's outside the school so Mm -hmm. and we have prom coming up supposedly yeah and it's almost like novel to see them in front of the school for the stoner pit scene it's like uh here haven't been like high school seems so long ago and it's like Elena, you have class tomorrow. What if you only have Civil War class and Civil War teacher is dead? <laughs> yeah, they're all be they're all self tutoring in Civil War. <laughs> How are they gonna pass that AP test? I'm surprised War. there's not like a fucking Emily Bennett uh, 1864 flashback where they're doing expression or something. It's like Emily did expression, <laughs> and they had to bring her back from the brink. Oh God. So yeah, so Bonnie seems like she's in pretty dire straits. And uh, it's deeply worrying, but uh, we cut back to New York and uh, there's a band playing. Uh, Damon brings uh, Elena and Rebecca shots and Elena's teasing him. He's like, is this allowed? What would Lexi say? And Damon explains like Lexi thought the only way I would turn my emotions back on was if I started enjoying my life again. Uh, Rebecca brings up the only thing she knows about Lexi, which is do not (laughs) tell me she took you to Bon Jovi concerts too. And Damon says wrong decade. Lexi was not allowed to feed with Stefan, but I didn't have that problem, and neither uh-huh. do you. Yeah, we know Lexi like to have fun. Yeah. She's, a, she's not a ripper. She's, she's not anti-feeding from people. 
Yeah, it's it's an interesting Lex. Again, I, I wish we had so much more time with Lexi because she is like the only vampire we know that feeds on people in a humane way, like regularly as a part of her daily life in, in a way where it causes her like zero strife. And mm-hmm. like same, Caroline is like strictly a blood bag person. She doesn't really feed on living people. Damon does it, but he has the most emotional problems ever. So we cannot hold him up as a paragon of virtue. We know Rose hated taking human life. That was like her least favorite part of being a vampire for her. So it's interesting to see a character that has like a relationship with drinking human blood from the vein where she's like, yeah, I like to do it. But, you know, like I don't find it to be something that makes me feel guilty. But also I think humans deserve to live and aren't like beneath me. It's just something I I appreciate and wish we could see more of. Lexi, uh, good. Lexi, good. Lexi, good. (laughs) Lexi, good. Lexi, good. So we cut back and forth between the 70s with uh, Damon and Elena um, kind of hunting in present day and Damon and Lexi kind of like hunting in the 70s. They like are amongst people in the crowd, like at the pit, and they just kind of like find someone and they both feed on like opposite sides of the person's neck, which is like very Spike and Drusilla of them. Yeah, I was like, with this whole Damon, Elena, and Rebecca, is this like a vamp threesome happening here? It does, because yeah, so Rebecca follows them and Damon does abandon his uh, side of the throat and offer it up to Bex, which does feel very intimate. And I'm also like, this woman is like, three people's meal like is she okay afterwards she's She's not gonna be okay okay. (laughs) like she has she doesn't have any blood left in her (laughs) but she does not like fall to the ground she's standing just fine no more blood in her just like jeremy Uh, oh Uh, too soon although i was with the scene i'm like i mean we kind of did this scene earlier at whitmore college but i guess it's different because now there's no guilt and now there's no sire bond having her do it yeah, and it is, and it, like, it's, it's it's nice to see, like, the parallels with the Lexi thing, and I don't know, like, it's kind of hot, it's not, it's, right, it's Damon and Elena right now, so it's not doing the most for me, but, like, it's a fun scene. You gotta earn back our trust, basically. <laughs> slowly, slowly getting there. I'm really curious uh, to know how the Ambies will react to our reactions uh, in this, in this season. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I I hope that we're not. I hope we're not too negative. Um, well, we'll see how they react to me calling Elena a dumb <laughs> bitch. So. A thing you ardently believe and meant. <laughs> you were such a downer, Jill. I've got to say, it's pretty funny. I'm I'm not fun. <laughs> this is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> This is a lie, and our listeners do know it. <laughs> Literally, the first thing when we asked your opinion on the episode, you're like they were like, "You're like, I didn't really care about them." And me and Morgan both y'all know. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's good shit. Morgan's like, I wrote the most notes I've ever written. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was the first time I took an edible on the podcast. <laughs> uh, just like whatever. <laughs> I need to go back and rewatch so much. I feel like early three is 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 good space for you. Yeah, I think it's good space, but it's I, I'm biased because it's my favorite space. Besides, it is no. We watch Esther Michaelson episodes. 
No, early three. Early three. <laughs> get late. Get late there, sister. No. And that Finn Michelson in your life. <laughs> Finn and Esther, everyone's favorite characters. Just like sometimes I just like think about Finn after he's gotten his haircut. Like I own my my mind for some reason only has one mental picture of Finn that's clear, and it is in a scene he was in with Sage, of course. So it is just like the leftover bits of like a flashbulb memory I have of looking at Sage and being horny, and I I'm just like yeah. every I just time I think about a brick it. when I see him, I'm like that's a brick. And immediately after I think about that, I just think about Matt killing him. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> Can't be stated enough. Um, so in our episode, Damon goes up to Will's office and he's a total pack rat. It is very cluttered. If he's going to find, you know, Catherine information, it's not going to be easy. We uh, then go to the woods and uh, Bonnie meets a witch named Aja. Asia. Asia? Oh, a- Jesus. Uh, I'm fucking idiot. Uh, Asia, and you, <laughs> what is this actress's name? Uh, Cynthia Ade Robinson. Uh, she played, uh, well, obviously, she played our beloved uh, Violet on Stumptown, Dex's assassin lover. Mm-hmm. But isn't she Amanda she, Waller? In- yeah, she's also Amanda Waller in the Arrowverse. Yes. And she got killed off, of course, because of their Suicide Squad movie. Which sucked because the Arrowverse Suicide Squad ruled. It did. It was awesome. And they're like, um, so no, we're going to do a shitty movie. So you got to get rid of all of this. God, I would love to talk at length about the Arrow Suicide Squad. I would like to rewatch all of those episodes. I, they fucking ruled. And I, because I was not never a DC Comics person, like that was my introduction to the Suicide Squad as a concept. And I was like, this is a great idea. I mean, yeah, Arrowverse is not perfect, but they did look at a lot of great stuff and they, you know, introduced a lot of cool stuff that people never thought would show up, like in the, like in like on TV or movies at all. And then the movies were like, I guess we're going to do it now. So they had to stop. Release the air cut. <laughs> I'll watch it. I mean, I'm... I'm out of your Gamergate. <laughs> I will say I have like a morbid fascination with Jared Leto's Joker in that I think he's so funny. Like I, I went to Suicide Squad like so, so shit faced. And it was like a great experience because I was so drunk. Uh, Michael and I were just excited to hear songs. <laughs> <laughs> so like when Black Skinhead dropped in the movie, we were both just like, yeah, <laughs> at the time. And we were very excited. And um, it it just ruled. Uh, we were just like, yeah, it's great to hear all of these songs. And I was like trying not to bother anybody while I laughed hysterically. <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> what a flick. Yes. What a <laughs> flick. Uh, but yeah, she was Amanda Waller in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Uh, she was on Spartacus like so many hot people yeah, were. Like, Yes, yes, she was. And she rules on it. Is she, what is her name? Is it Nivia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she comes on. She's one of the like replacements for someone who is in the first season, she comes back and she like, they recast. Hold on real quick. Let me check something out mm-hmm. about yeah. casting of Nevia. Yes, because it's Leslie M. Brandt, who was the original one, who was on Lucifer as Maze. I, lo- I love both of the actresses. I, I loved uh, Spartacus Blood and Sand. Um, and it's like so sad about what happened. Yeah. Uh, like it, it's like a huge fucking tragedy. I, I went to the Comic-Con panel for the prequel season. So it was mm-hmm. when I think it was oh no no I didn't I went I went after so it was I think it was after Andy had had like passed and we like 
saw Liam McIntyre and it was like where it was like his first public event as like the new Spartacus. And it mm-hmm. was, I don't know, I really love uh, that show, but just because it was like down to Nabby, but like mm-hmm. with dicks out um, and <laughs> yeah, fighting. It, it, it's not really a me show, but it has so many actors I love or, never, or think are just so hot. Also, I'm just like, I need to watch this. So many hot actors have came out of that show. The Arrowverse was so into taking actors yes. from, from Spartacus. Yes, as they Manu be. Bennett, mm-hmm. uh, Katrina Law. Uh, who uh, was just Nick. never enough of the Arrowverse, obviously. Is it Nick Terby, like the guy, their the Captain yeah. Boomerang? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Arrowverse, yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're gonna talk Spartacus, we gotta talk the one, the only, no the King Jai Courtney, baby. Oh I God. knew it. I, Jai Courtney's your, your boy. I, I love Jai Courtney because I he he is my favorite. He's my favorite. I think male character in Spartacus. He's just like a, he's a sweet himbo. And he's there, he's there for his family and he's a good boy and he's really, really good on the show. And I, so I, when he was going to start being in Hollywood movies, I was like, watch out everybody. Oh, Jai you Courtney. like the Hollywood execs? I was so excited. I was like, everybody's going to see Jai Courtney. Like, I love Jai Courtney. And then things didn't go well for me, but I believed <laughs> and I believed and I believed and people are starting to turn around because he's really good as Captain Boomerang. I... <laughs> Do appreciate that apparently Spartacus has uh, provided two Captain Boomerangs. Yes, it's so great, and I think a lot about. I think I do think, even though I don't think Terminator Genesis is good, I do think Jai Courtney is exactly the dude you want to send back in time to rail your mom because he's just like a good dude. So I I really do appreciate the casting of him as Kyle Reese. Like you you're like you know what if I got to pick a dude that I trust. And I got to pick a dude to be my dad. I got to pick a dad. Um, now like, I'm like who would I send back to my mom? Right? You're like it's a hard it, because that's the stuff that I was obsessed with in that movie whenever it would acknowledge like okay, I'm sending someone back in time to rail my mom and whenever like Amelia Clark would be like okay, put a fucking baby in me because that's how time travel works. And like, they would acknowledge how this is deeply awkward and uncomfortable. I really loved that. Not a good movie though. I'll admit it. <laughs> no, no Morgan. But yeah, uh, we loved her on Stumptown. God, we really did. Uh, if you haven't seen her episode, treat yourself. Three different versions of girls just want to have fun. A perfect episode of television. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I, I mean, they told a story, all three versions. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the woods, uh, Bonnie meets with Asia, the switch. Asia. Uh, yeah, guy fuck, fucking ruined that. Um, and uh, she's like, this place isn't easy to find. And it's like, what? It's again, she's being asked to meet at such a specific location. And she brought 11 people. You you say you know about expressing, girl. <laughs> Honey, you dumb. <laughs> uh, Bonnie lies and she's like, oh yeah, I figure we wouldn't want to draw attention. So we had to meet, you know, exactly here. <laughs> and Asia's like, okay, it'll work. Um, she said, so she says she's friends with Bonnie's mom. And she's like, she says, well, I was at least after she became a vampire, we didn't have a whole lot in common. And I'm like, oh, that's sad. It's sad. Yeah. So Bonnie's like, okay, so she's not coming. And she says, no, this is witch business. I know you're scared, but I've dealt with expression witchness. before. Yeah. <laughs> I know the hold that it can have on you. And Bonnie, she says, well, it's, it's not that. I'm just, I'm strong. You won't be able to do this alone. 
And she says, oh, honey, who said anything about being alone? And uh, she says, I brought 11 of my closest friends. And they're diverse. So they're not all black, but just most of them. Yeah. So, you know, a win there. And she's like, yeah. There were some white man witches there. (laughs) There are. And she says, "Uh, it won't be fun, but we're going to cleanse you. Are you ready? And Bonnie says, let's do this. So uh, that's how we do that. Um, Insane. Insane. (laughs) I know a lot about expression. So I have come as one of 12 witches to a specific uh, point in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) I would say if, girl, did you like wiki expression, but even expression would tell you about the 12. And it's also just like 12, also like 12 people were notably and publicly killed in this town. (laughs) Like, you'd see that there had at least been one massacre. It's fine. Asia, please. Please, buddy. Uh, so then we, we get to the bar. Um, we catch back up with Elena and Rebecca doing their big old chomp. And they, compel, they just compel the girl leave. <laughs> Yikes. Give her some blood, y'all. No She's blood. drained. <laughs> uh, so Rebecca hands Elena her jacket that she dropped on the ground. Great. And says, looks like Damon gives the slip. And Elena is like, good. Hopefully he'll find whatever we're looking for. And then I can take it. <laughs> Which, you uh, know what? All right, cool. And she's like, well, what if you can't? He's stronger than you. Maybe I could help. You want the cure off the table? I want to take it. We could work together. And Elena says, work together. Don't you hate me? <laughs> and Rebecca says, I hated the moral, self-righteous version of you. But this one's not so bad. Maybe it's the new haircut. <laughs> oh, shut up with the dot haircut. Uh, but like, she hated the hypocrisy of the moral version who kept like stabbing her in the back, literally. Yeah, but that's kind of vulnerable to admit to someone who doesn't have feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she would uh, just clown on her. And it's like, although Rebecca could get her back with the streak. <laughs> someone mentioned the streak. Stop, I know. stop complimenting it. <laughs> so Elena's like, why would you want to be human again? And Rebecca says, well, I want a family. And Elena says, and that's exactly why I don't want your help. The best part of having no emotions is that I can think rationally. I'll do whatever it takes to get this done. You're the opposite. A pile of neuroses and insecurities, hopes and dreams. You're basically one big emotional variable that I just don't really need. I think, actually, I like that. I, I kind of wish that this version of Elena was more of a robot and so just a bitch because that makes sense. If she's just like, now everything's practical instead of being ruled by like her emotions and her empathy. I think that is is the key. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's like like the idea of like trying to consider everybody and everyone's perspectives and just save everyone all the time always got me nowhere. So I'm gonna look out for myself. Like the idea that she is specifically learning from like all the past like schemes and machinations and you know, three and a half seasons of this show. And what she has figured out is that caring for people gets you nothing. Like and she wants to end up with something but there is no something that she wants like, yeah because she's not again she's not leaving yeah the it's the missing goal keeps uh bugging me but uh rebecca says great you just made me miss the old elena <laughs> we all do oh god you yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to shane's office we have a caroline and klaus scene <laughs> where we draw some triangles <laughs> Uh, apparently the triangle has to be equilateral which means there are only two points that it could possibly be at uh caroline however draws one point first so klaus chooses to mansplain shapes to her um and is like someone's been skipping the geometry class it's really the math of love triangles over here (laughs) 
uh, a fave of mine. Uh, and he's like, yeah, there are actually two places where the third massacre could be. And she's like, well, you don't let me finish. <laughs> uh, Point Klaus. Yeah. They, uh, li- they're like looking at each other and it's like getting a little something or other. And Caroline like turns around and talks really fast because uh, um, Stefan shows up and is like, what's going on? You find Bonnie? And he says, no, but I talked to her dad. I think I found Silas. I talked to Mayor Dad. I want to see that scene. I want to see Stefan meet the mayor. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, sir. What if, like, Mayor Dad loves Stefan? He's like, this this kid's respectful. Like, Bonnie, why can't you date a kid like Stefan? Truly, Stefan with adults, for the most part, kind of a parent's wet dream. Like, he's so, especially season one, like, Stefan and most adults, he's so polite. And then, was born. And then like, Abby shows up like, he's a vampire, Rudy. He's like, oh, really? <laughs> Oh, never would have known. <laughs> uh, if he was a little bit dorkier, like if he had a personality other than being Mayor Dad, uh, and was just like a tad dorky, that'd be so cute. <laughs> Give us more Mayor Dad so you can have a personality. Would love to have Bonnie like slightly embarrassed by her Mayor Dad. Like that would be such a cute like thing for Cat Graham to play. Again, just like dynamic cool texture on it. <laughs> So, so Bonnie, uh, who are you going to the prom with? Uh, you know, that's Stefan. Do you want to spell a prom, Dad? <laughs> Do you have time for dates? I mean, you, you gotta get back on the horse sometime, sweetie. Yeah, I mean, like, you and Jeremy broke up a long time ago. He's dead, Dad. Even more reason you shouldn't be thinking about him any- anymore. <laughs> it's never gonna happen again, Bonnie. What up, Mary Dad just got me? <laughs> He got real. <laughs> Mayor Dad spitting the hard truths. Mayor Dad's not afraid to get real with his daughter. Can Mayor Dad sit on a chair's AC Slater style? Is that backwards? It is. Then yes. I think. Oh of, yeah, think, you haven't seen Save by the Bell. I think of it as Michelle Pfeiffer teaching kids that poetry is just another way to rap style. <laughs> I mean, that is true, but uh, I'm just saying AC Slater did it first. Honestly, people sitting backwards in chairs and not pulling it off is one of the funniest kinds of comedy you can do. <laughs> I do firmly believe that. It, it is crazy. Mario Lopez invented it. He <laughs> was a jacked of- little boy and he pulled it off. I'm just thinking of like putting inventor on Mario Lopez's Wikipedia. <laughs> and then I'm thinking of him being a jacked little boy doing that. I'm like, Jeremy couldn't pull it off. <laughs> If I saw Stephen R. McQueen sit backwards on a chair, I think I would, like, laugh until I started crying. <laughs> I miss Jeremy. There's no one I can, like, safely clown on anymore. Yeah, now it's just, yeah, it's... it's Damon, and I, like, don't feel good about it. But, like, he's asked for it. Look what he's, look what they've done to him. What about Klaus? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We do clown on Klaus. I don't, I was listening to our uh, the season three episode that I'm editing. And I was just like listening to like how much we like Damon and how much we like Elena. And I just like and I'm like horny for moments with them. And like I uh, remember that gang. We just have so much hate in our heart and we can't even like dump it all on Jeremy. <laughs> but it was also very sad when he was very dead and uh, he was decomposing in the home. Yeah, he also, like, like when he, like, makes, like, scared scream noises, it does, like, really upset me, because I do see him as a little boy, and I'm like, <laughs> he, we, we shouldn't do that. You should keep him safe. How I'm getting the boy to get hurt. Well, now he's burned, and he's cremated now. Yeah, rip. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> Jesus Christ. 
this is where we're at in the world. Yeah, pretty horrible stuff. God, remember that that episode was so bleak. Uh, I like that really stayed with me for a while after we watched it. Gang. Yeah, that was uh, hard. Yeah. Jill? I, my brain can't take any more. That's so like, I was just joking throughout that whole episode. So I was like, uh-uh. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, fair. It is, uh, it is 2020, baby. <laughs> we're all, we're all uh, getting through it any way we can. <laughs> and speaking of such, um, we have Bonnie laying in the woods. There's a pentagram drawn on the ground around her. There are unlit torches, a circle of witches. And everyone starts uh, fesmatosing and, uh, you know, asking Bonnie to call out the spirits. So the second Bonnie tries to call out the spirits, it clearly hurts her so, so much. So this is all the shit that Silas was telling her she was going to have to endure. Because, of course, we have to see Bonnie writhe around in agony. Um, (sighs) We got too happy. So um, Asia's like, it's because you rejected the spirits. Expression has consumed you. And we hear, and this is such a beautiful, like, it's been beautifully done by Kat Graham. She just says in this, like, small voice, like, I changed my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. But it's just, like, it seems like it's too late. Like, wheels are kind of in motion. The wind starts blowing. Torches light. Um, and all the witches are chanting. Uh, Asia's like, link with me. Like, do exactly what we need to do for the expression triangle to be completed. Like, lend me your power. And, um, Bonnie is just like in pain and pain and pain. And like Asia calls for more strength and Bonnie's eyes fly open and suddenly they're like milky white. Like she's been imperious cursed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, things are not looking good for our heroes. The power for smachos against expression. It's uh, it's scary. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, expression, it's no good. <laughs> so then uh, we go to the bar. Damon is still hunting through Will's office for documents on Catherine. Uh, and they, and he has a call, he like calls Stefan. Um, they're like both kind of still searching for leads. Um, and so David, Damon's like, oh, Silas is appearing as Professor Shane. Wouldn't be my first choice. So Jill, you got a hard agree there on the negative five out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Damon's like, ew, <laughs> fully like that guy fucking sucks. I mean, Damon was the first one to call out how much Shane fucking sucks. Like, immediately he clocked that. And he was right. <laughs> the best thing he's done all season. Right to do it. It is really the only thing he's done well is hate Shane. One time, uh, not kill Matt that time. <laughs> so, uh, it's, just, it's a slow roll, but it's, you know, it's a roll of sorts. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Damon is searching through these records and he's like eh, everything sucks like like things with me are bad as well no massacre in the making but rebecca followed us and in addition to my buddy being a brilliant identity thief he's also a hoarder and he is says you know i'm looking for this like files on the repeat customer he had who was five seven brunette said she was a runner you know sounds like our girl and damon says it turns out i was helping i was helping her run from me ironic which is classic Damon, um, you know, having uh, going through humiliating ordeals to try to um, only be, you know, slipping on a banana peel and failing to get to Catherine. <laughs> um, so that is pretty classic. 
He says, but like the problem is his filing system goes by birthday and I can't for the life of me remember Catherine's. Stefan immediately calls it out June 5th, 1473. I don't know what sign that makes her. Why didn't you look it up? Let me look right now. But also, Tim says, and brother, that's why you're the better boyfriend. It's like, should we really be drawing attention to how Stefan is a better boyfriend than Damon in this season? That, that threw me for a loop. I was like, they're really going for that. Okay. He's like, do you, do you really want to address this? Because we've been saying this the whole time. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, like, I don't know a lot of things about astrology, but this makes sense. Catherine Pierce is a Gemini. <laughs> I mean, Gemini, twin, twin? doppelganger. Yeah. Gemini's twin, y'all. Yeah, she's a Gemini. Um, interesting. Uh, I, God, I, I love her, and she's crazy. The you are correct. The boys do not want to be having a better boyfriend contest right now. <laughs> not the time show. Like, really, not the time. Yeah. Um. So Seven's like, "Hey, you're welcome. Are you heading back now?" And Damon's like, "Yeah, I got to keep up the ruse for the terrible twosome and pretend like I'm having a good time, but we'll come back tomorrow morning." And Stefan's kind of like, are you not having a good time? And David hangs up because Elena is there. Um, I just want to say this article that makes me feel very old, which is why is Saturday Night Live suddenly booking so many older rock bands? And it's Jack White, The Strokes, and Foo Fighters. I'm like, okay. Am, am I listening to classic rock now, I guess? Oh, no. <laughs> older bands? Like, What? Like, I feel like they used to, like, not have anyone cool a fair amount of the time. <laughs> I was just about to fully insult you, too. And I'm sorry, but I, I was going to share with you guys that one of my fondest bonding memories with a cousin of mine who was staying with us one time was us watching you two on SNL and just making fun of them repeatedly until we were like, you know what, you're okay. Yeah, you as well. <laughs> yeah, this article, like, calls them the, the new old rock wave. What? <laughs> that's a lot to process oh like, god i like follow i was i was watching a tiktok last night where a girl was like yeah when i was in eighth grade and trump was elected for the first time i was like <laughs> get the fuck out of here yeah. get off the internet child baby <laughs> i uh don't like that nothing makes me feel old quite like tiktok right Michael said like, he saw a YouTube comment on a Lord song that was like, I remember when I used to listen to this in middle school. It's like, this article actually like they're fucking Paul Simon performing every fucking week. What the fuck? It's like David Byrne was on. Like, that's like, like an older, like, you, know. <laughs> you know, that old band, The Strokes. Strokes, yeah. Those senior citizens. Yeah, million year old people <laughs> like especially to think um, like i remember uh john mulaney was like this is my favorite band and i'm hosting snl with them and i was like i thought your favorite band was steely dan <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 an old rock wave not the old new rock wave yeah i was like that would be old <laughs> oh my god uh, well, I the children <laughs> and what maybe most of it is, it's a variety article it's not like some random publication oh <laughs> what 14-year-old variety reporter wrote <laughs> Their kid reporter. <laughs> Wait, variety should have an intrepid kid reporter. I would enjoy that. Um, okay. So, 
uh, so Elena comes up and uh, like Damon's like, sorry, I had to come up here to get some quiet. I couldn't hear Stefan over the Runaways 2.0. <laughs> Uh, and Elena's like, let me guess, he's worried. And Damon's like, nah, just jealous. He's having acid flashbacks of me and Lexi in the 70s in New York. I'll tell you about it over a drink. Come on. So then Damon, like, narrates the 70s flashbacks. <laughs> he's like, Lexi was stuck with me for months. She was partying with me, showing me a good time. But late every night, she'd torture me in the worst possible way. And the way it is, is asking him questions about Catherine. She asks, what did she look like? What did she sound like? I want Damon to do a Catherine impression. <laughs> Would love that. Would love that. I wish we could have seen Damon like act out their entire story. <laughs> Has like music played over it. And he was like, and so I told Lexi about all of it. The love, the betrayal, the loss, <laughs> the good times and the bad. <laughs> all the time she told me to fuck off so she could go fuck Stefan. <laughs> oh god bleak um and so damon's like look every night we get wasted and the second i bought him out you have to bring up Catherine." and i i'm sad there's not enough will because will seems fun he's like okay like every night i gotta go bye <laughs> he told him not to break anything which means they've broken stuff before oh yeah that that's not a request you ask people who've never broken something <laughs> he says have a nice fight so yeah he's used to this Oh, yeah. I love a third wheel in their, like, weird uh, six-month relationship. Yeah, this is six months. So, like, he stuck around the first, like, couple weeks, maybe. And then he's like, I can't. I can't deal with this. I can't with these people. Um, So, uh, Lexi says, look, it's because you loved her. And love is the most powerful emotion. If I can just get you to remember how you felt about her. And Damon says, well, I don't want to remember. Why do you care so much? She reminds him about when they first met in 1864, when Stefan had just killed their dad and had made Damon turn and was like killing his way through Mystic Falls. He said, she says, you hated him. Rightfully so. But before you left, you asked me to help him because no matter what happened, he was still your brother and you cared about him. Now you need help. And he cares about you. We both do. So let me help. Tell me about Catherine. Aww. Oh, he rules. Lexi, we all deserve a friend like Lexi. What a what a princess! <laughs> like, ugh, it, it's it's so sweet that she is just like, oh, of course, like Stefan, easy. Like, I can throw six months at something for you. Like, maybe that's what being a vampire is like. <laughs> and then you know, after this, she got because they the eighties are coming around the corner, and you know that's their decade. So uh, she she was having a fun time. <laughs> Yeah, this is a nice period of Lexi's life, I think. Yeah. Oh, God, I love Lexi, you guys. I love her so much. I do think this is such a good instance. Like, Jill, how do you feel about how much we've seen Lexi in flashbacks? Like, do you feel like they've overused the privilege or, like, underused Are you still excited every time you see her? Oh, yeah. I think they've used her, like, the perfect amount. Because it's still, like, joyful whenever I see her. Yeah. Which... Mm -hmm. It's a flashback, so <laughs> it's achieving what it needs to do with me. <laughs> so I feel like if they did, it doesn't feel underused at all because we still have a lot of her and she comes back for the important moments. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it doesn't feel overused because that would be really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do I do always kind of want to check in on this whenever we see Lexi because I do think, in my opinion, they never overuse like her and they always use her like really like effectively like you you bring back Lexi to save like something and this is to talk about like 
how callous you can be to good people who care about you and care in general when you have your humanity off. And, you know, we see Elena ultimately end up doing that just like Damon did to Lexi, you know, to our boys. Uh, but yeah, like Lexi, uh, it, it's such a a wonderful combination of like character and performance because, you know, if Ariel Kebble hadn't knocked it out of the park the first time we saw Lexi, there is a world where we never saw her again, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if it had been a less capable actress, maybe, like, Stefan would have had another friend, or we would have, like, maybe had to see, like, Pearl? Like, no, Pearl would be dead. Some, like, another vampire. Like, I we would have had to pick someone. Or maybe Anna could have come back. Like, something like that. But yeah, it's, I just think it's cool. Yeah, she kills it every time. Yeah. And her hair. <laughs> and her <laughs> hair. And her hair. Always good. <laughs> oh, Lexi. Which is a beautiful, beautiful scope. Um, so David says, talking about Catherine is not going to help me. Um, and Lexi says, why? And he's and David says, because she's not the person I care about. <laughs> so this little fucking stinker. This Jill, piece of shit. <laughs> how did you feel about what transpired? I'm going to be honest. I did not like this at all. <laughs> I'm so glad that it was not real because I was like... Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I mean, it was real for Lexi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. She, she, like, felt like she was saving him. Like, that. that is what I feel like is so hurtful about this, is that I think this is a big deal to Lexi, you know? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, cause <sighs> she and Stefan aren't romantic. She hasn't met her guy yet. Like, there's a world where, like, this would be perfect. She'd be, like, mm-hmm. with her best friend's brother. She would have fixed him and been the reason they could all be back together again. Like, this is a, like, fucked up thing of Damon to dangle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to immediately turn this into, like, the Damo's bad party. <laughs> like, I, like, I think it's part, part of what makes him such a, like, compelling like villain when he doesn't have his humanity is that he like can be pretty sadistic but i also just think this is like a it's good, good material for both of them yeah uh damn it's a what a trickster <laughs> what a prank sinatra yeah a real prank sinatra sitch um <laughs> so basically damon kind of like pretends that he's like you know like he gradually turned his switch on he's like i barely felt it at all at first but every night it's gotten stronger it worked you worked so then they kiss and they like fuck all over the place and that's why in that moment in the chat all i said was what because <laughs> i was like i don't like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was trying to gauge what your actual reaction was but you just said what i get it there's like a little bit of it that feels like their brother and sister too since she's like stefan's family and i'm like oh that's wrong it definitely feels wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but they're so beautiful. But I won't say it's not hot. Yeah. Latoya, how do you feel about this? It's very hot. Yeah. I'm like, it's good to me. Yeah. I mean, again, what a dick move. Such like, a for- dick move. He for- I'm sorry, did this come out? He fortifies the door while she's sleeping. <laughs> very, very quiet because he's hunting wabbits. Like, wanted her to die painfully. Wait, not a good dude. <laughs> not nice. 
Brigitte is hot. <laughs> but hot. But I will say yeah. hot. Yeah, the leather jacket is working. Like the leather like motorcycle jacket. Like it is a it is a let at the time let, like you know modern because now we all wear motorcycle jackets so it doesn't feel as notable because yeah like uh ian wears the leather jacket in the pilot but it's not like really a signature thing like the maybe the first two episodes or something it's not really a signature thing for demo but yeah. he looks good in it i'm sure he's like but i want to wear a hat instead it's like no just wear the goddamn jacket someone's like <laughs> wear this fucking motorcycle jacket <laughs> i would happy he wasn't wearing a hat in their little video him and uh, Paul's little video for their bourbon stuff. I'm like, this is nice. I know, I was surprised. Wasn't the hair fly? Oh, you're so cute. Brothers Bond, sponsor the pod. Please. Yeah. Why not? Throw us a little money. We'll talk about send us some. Jocktails all around. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, yeah. Well, we'll Jill will make her signature drink, the Jocktail, which is uh, Mountain Dew and whiskey. When I asked you how it tastes, you said you couldn't describe it. <laughs> I, I feel like once I get paid and I can buy alcohol, I guess I have to like, try it. It's worth trying. It's really interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I don't like when things take I have a I have a I will own up and say I have a deeply unsophisticated palate, but interesting is not the way I like <laughs> my my food or drink to taste. <laughs> it just it doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. Alright. It, okay. It's almost like just like a sparkling whiskey. Oh. It's it's interesting. <laughs> I, I will say that is also the appeal of one of my other drinks, uh, the bisexual Irish car bomb, which is Angry Orchard with Fireball in it. Like it, it tastes like something else entirely. It is, it is that, and it is like I don't know. It, it's really good. <laughs> See, you These can't are... either. That's the jock tale. You're right. We've got a couple of mixologists on the podcast. <laughs> I did not invent this. Uh, this cocktail it's i think people call it a like an angry ball or something uh like and uh my cousin told me about it and i was like i gotta try that and i didn't for like five years and then i finally did during this quarantine that was when i was pushed <laughs> to my limit well i've heard, it's pretty heard about mountain dew and whiskey and i was like that sounds disgusting and then <laughs> quarantine was like you know what you should do <laughs> The Mountain Dew whiskey drink. Jesus uh, Christ! But apparently, Mountain Dew is made as a whiskey mixer. So yeah, the more you know. Cool stuff, Jill. By the way, your uh, Christmas decorations look. Thank you. So My tree cute. is up. You killed it. Nice. <laughs> I can see your stockings. Yeah, it's really <laughs> dark hung- in here, but yeah, they're hung by the chimney. With I can turn my tr- Christmas tree on. <laughs> Oh my gosh, do it. Nice do it please. twinkles. Yes. Okay, please hold. Uh, Jill and I have uh, messaged a little bit about Christmas music. Yeah. <laughs> Already. I have made all my Christmas music recommendations. Oh boy. Which we got, we obviously talked about the Ally McBeal Christmas album last episode yes. at length. <laughs> that would never get cut. Oh, that's not getting cut. No. Yeah, that better not get cut. And <laughs> I realized. Us what? singing Vonda Shepherd is not getting cut. I missed Vonda Shepherd sing along. 
Oh no, last time. We were talking about our last uh our last episode. Oh, we good. talked at length about the Allie and Field Christmas album. Yes. And I made a joke about whether or not that's getting cut. <laughs> um, but obviously it's staying in in its entirety. Um, and I realized that it was on Spotify and I did not know that and I was thrilled. Yeah, when I was putting the tree up, that's what I was listening to. Dang. Well, the follow up boy Christmas song absolutely slaps. It's entitled You'll Shoot Your Eye Out. And it uh, is the best if you guys have not heard it. It rules. <laughs> Highly recommend. Fallout Boy is what kept me sane today. So, Aww. you're the last of the real ones, buddy. Oh, that, yeah. I found the playlist on Spotify that's like all the songs Pete Wentz wrote about Mikey Way. And I was like, this is my today. <laughs> uh, Pete Wentz, he's out there. <laughs> Who's he come on the pod? I, I actually would love him to come on the pod. Yeah. Pete Wentz, uh, Raylo Shipper, come on the pod. Pete Wentz, Black King, come on the pod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pete Wentz, you surprised Bruno Mars that time. Come on the pod. <laughs> and I was in love with you for years as a middle schooler. <laughs> and you still are. And still am. I mean, yeah. I liked Patrick's dumb because he complimented my shirt one time. And I was like, okay. That <laughs> That's all it takes. Rules. Good for you. <laughs> Seems like a good kid. A very talented vocalist. <laughs> Anyways, present day. Elena and Damon go back to the bar and Elena like gets to be all like in our first uh, cast members being grossed out by finding out other cast members have had sex moment of these two episodes. <laughs> Elena's like, you guys had sex on the bar? And she like immediately <laughs> takes her hands off of it. As though it hasn't been cleaned in 30 years. <laughs> 30 years. And he's like on the bar, on the stage, on the roof. It's a long night. <laughs> uh love that love that so elena's like huh a roof you say and she steals a bottle and she says let's go to the roof i want to hear the rest of the story um then my favorite thing happens yes Uh, we cut to rebecca (laughs) watching them and you're like okay so rebecca saw this and you think that the scene is gonna end but it doesn't because elena looks back at her and gives her like a significant look and you're like oh okay so now the scene's gonna end nope nope a guy is talking to rebecca she tucks some of her hair behind her ear which gives him a very bad idea and he tries to touch her hair and rebecca grabs him and slams him on the ground and says excuse you and then leans back on the wall (laughs) (laughs) agreed yeah like it's the hottest thing anyone's ever done like it is like a perfect both joke and hot thing for Rebecca to have done. I must give her every point. Yes. Are you writing her points down? Yeah, I'm writing them down right now. I'm definitely not writing down something that will be brought up later on the podcast. Oh, um, oh my God. But yeah, this uh, absolutely kills me. Uh, so then we cut to uh, Caroline and Klaus. Uh, my bullet points in this scene are... Klaus is gelling like Magellan. Oh my god, this is my note too. angst and wrong triangle. <laughs> so I let's wrote, get into it. Klaus is gelling. <laughs> Jill, is the gelling like Magellan commercial also uh, burned into your memory? Yeah, but for a different reason. Oh, <laughs> because why? Because people would make fun of me because my middle name is Ellen. So they would call me Jellin <laughs> all the time. <laughs> 
And I was like, I fucking hate like middle school, high school. <laughs> Not a good joke. That sucks that that stuck. I'm sorry. That's why that stuck. Yeah. When it's a good joke and it like kind of sticks, you're like, all oh, right. But when it's a bad joke that sticks, yeah, that's the worst. But Morgan, her, her, Ellen rhymes with Jellen. Jill Allen. <laughs> hey, kids. Anyone who said that to Jill, it's on. I'll Gavin, seventh grade. Did they call you Jell Ellen and not even like Jellen? They would say Jell Ellen and then that changed to Jellen hmm. when, whenever that started. Never, <laughs> I hate never. my middle name. <laughs> oh, I think it's I, I I don't like my middle name either, but it's just because it's very basic. It's Marie. That's cute. Marie Marie. Yeah, you're pretty standard, like, white girl middle name. Mine's Nicole. Aw, that's cute. You guys have yeah. nice middle names. <laughs> um, so we get to this Caroline and Klaus scene. You know, Klaus has taught her how to draw a triangle. <laughs> uh, so they're in the woods, and this is when Klaus, uh, like, they're they're trying to read the map. And Caroline's like, do you even know how to read a map? And he says, yes. And do you know who taught me? My friend Magellan. <laughs> I mean, Caroline, come on. Of course he knows how to read a map and whittle. Like, these are things, he's old. It's just so funny. Like, what an old, old man. And also, you wouldn't have friends, Klaus. Come on. I know, like, fuck you. Like, Klaus is like, you could have gone with Stefan. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to leave Bonnie's life in your hands. Yeah, a point. So Caroline then is also just like, wow, you had a friend? Was he drawn to your darkness too? (laughs) Get him. And so this is where the Claroline angst comes in. And uh, Klaus is like, actually, I was referring to Damon and Elena when I said that, but clearly it struck a chord with you. And she's like, no, that's not true. She's like, there's no lure to darkness. And he just like gets all up in her face and is like, are you saying you've never been horny for me? Essentially is the subtext, but the actual text is really so you've never felt the attraction that comes when someone who's capable of doing terrible things for some reason cares only about you? <laughs> I mean, look. Jill's face. Yeah, Jill, what are you thinking? Like, that sh- I should be all in. I know. <laughs> I should be all in with that. <laughs> Why am I not? <laughs> it's some Kylo Ren shit for sure. It- that describes the type of character that I fucking love. Like, that's dark fuck prince energy. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm, like, frustrated with myself. I'm like, I want I want to like this. <laughs> that's, that's why Steven's grown on you, obviously. But, like, with Cla- he, he hurt your boy. Yeah. Also, he's hurting Caroline. So it's, like, not even... Mm-hmm. It doesn't count. <laughs> Honestly, like, I wonder, like, for the people that it does work for, I think they're just more attracted to Joseph Morgan than I am. And I I think the fact that he's just, he's not my cup of tea in that way, even though I think he's, like, a handsome, talented gentleman, um, maybe that is also a piece of it. Uh, That's also my thing, is, like, I I want to be afraid of the character. (laughs) That I am attracted to, and I'm just not scared of Klaus. Whenever I see him, I'm like, it's such a boopable nose. Like it <laughs> does. Like, very very not, cherubic. Not threatening. I would boop that nose. 
Let us boop it, Joseph. <laughs> Come on the pod and let us boop your nose, brother. Boop it via Zoom. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so uh, Caroline uh, Caroline decides to throw it right back in his face and say she said that she did she like did realize that you know she did feel that attraction once when I thought he was worth it but it turns out some people can't be fixed people who do terrible things are just terrible people <laughs> which is a pretty good rebuttal but also you and your friends do terrible things so you know and I'm like well technically she said this before she killed a dozen people so <laughs> Uh, Caroline's slate was largely clean, besides, you know, killing PJ Britt. That was the line where I was like, oh, Caroline would not like Kylo Ren. And I'm like, well, he's like, I don't know, I feel like he's more doable qualities. (laughs) Such as Uh, bigness. Um, I will I don't know how people listening uh, to this podcast feel about Kylo Ren. I will just say I have not seen the new Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars. I probably would not like Kylo Ren. So I'm just saying yeah. that. Because mm-hmm. I'm also like not attracted to Adam Driver. So like I, he's going to have that going for him. Yeah. I. He's just large to me. That's it. He's so large. He's so big. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like all of John, uh, John Oliver's um, material about how he wants to fuck Adam Driver. I stopped watching John Oliver. I was tired of this re- the repetition. Yeah, I don't watch it. I just always see people always post when he is horny for Adam Driver on the show, and I always hear this. Do I follow the Adam Driver Twitter topic? Yes. So yeah. I see whenever people like post about. I didn't Adam know Driver. people follow Twitter topics. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just ignore those. I get enough Adam Driver content on my feeds, given that I've carefully curated my feed. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, I'm just too too cool for this podcast, you guys. Oh, you might be, because Jill and I literally went to a screening to see Adam Driver. Yeah. <laughs> we went to no. a Marriage Story Patterson screening together. <laughs> just because they had a Q and A. No. He's so big. He was very big. I, I have to go. It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm glad we left before Patterson. We, I was so tired and it was also like a Sunday. Um, I do still want to see Patterson. But um, yeah, it was also like a lot of people clearly went for the same reason. And I felt very uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable right now. I'm sorry. I'll try. I'll get us right back into the app. Right back into the app. Gracefully segueing here. Um, Klaus is like, oh, okay, whatever. He like pretends to be unaffected by her saying he's a terrible person. And he's like, well, we're here, but there's no witches. So must be at the wrong, you know, point of the triangle. So then with our witches, Bonnie is like, still lying on the ground with her milky white eyes and a bleeding nose now. And Asia's like, yield to the spirits. You can't fight us. But- I have a question. <laughs> I'm just realizing now, um, obviously, the hybrid experiment failed. But, like, why can't um, Klaus have witches on commission anymore? I don't know. He hasn't had time to get one to like him. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Greta. Greta. <laughs> I forgot about Greta. Yeah. Greta, Greta had good vibes. 
<laughs> Great vibes. Her, her, her dad was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Could have saved himself a lot of trouble. Uh, so Stefan shows up and he's like, hey, stop. It's not what you think. She's working for Silas. He brainwashed her to kill you. They do not buy it. Um, Bonnie's well, like, no. Oh, oh no! Sorry, they buy it too much. Um, they're like, "I gotta kill her." Yeah, they're like, "Oh, okay, then we'll simply murder her." <laughs> and um, Stefan's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And he just <laughs> says, "If Silas has her, she's lost. We can't save her." And Stefan tries to stop her, but Asia flings out an arm and, like, you know, puts the magic whammy on him. And she says, "I have the power of twelve witches. You don't stand a chance." And uh, Seven can only zoop away, falling into trees and groaning in pain. Uh, Klaus and Caroline arrive and Seven explains, like, they're linked. Bonnie's going to kill them. And Klaus is like, not if the witches kill her first. <laughs> so uh, Klaus slams Seven up against a tree. And Caroline is like, no, 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 Klaus, we have to save her. And Klaus is like, how? The only way to stop the witches is to kill them. And then Silas gets what he wants. So, you know, the dagger is out. Bonnie is screaming in pain. Seems like it's going to happen any second. And Caroline feels that she has no other choice. So she zoops into the circle and she pulls the, she grabs the dagger out of Asia's hand and stabs her in the back, killing her. All the other witches fall to the ground, dead as well, since they were linked. And Caroline has killed a dozen people in one night. Completed the triangle, so, baby. Maybe I just like don't understand how this works. And I know this is like a high stress situation, so probably not using all the brain cells. But couldn't she have just grabbed her and zooped to a different location? But I think uh, those witches would continue to look for her. And I think they might have been, uh, there might have been a connection with what they were doing to Bonnie so they could find her. Mm. Yeah. And I think she's also probably like operating on the like element of surprise. Uh, with like you know given that like asia like booped the fuck out of stefan with her powers like if if caroline had had to do something more involved it might have taken more time that's true given her more time to be vulnerable and for bonnie to die so obviously a split second decision there yeah (laughs) so now uh caroline is of course a terrible person based on what she said Mm -hmm. um because they will do anything to make us think that Klaus and Caroline is a, a pairing that makes sense. Yeah, and again, with, like, the like, loss of innocence thing, which, like, again, feels more like... I, I, I don't know if it was intentional yeah, you, or something they talked it, about. It could work, but you're basically just theorizing. Yeah, I, fe- I feel a little bit like I'm, like, grasping at straws with it, because mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it's something they really, like, hit home ever. But it does seem like the commonality between our characters this season and what they're going through. Uh, but anyways, everyone ties. Carol, but Caroline is only, you know, she only has eyes for her friend. She wants to know if she's okay. Bonnie's eyes snap open. They're still milky white. And she, like, gives a creepy little smile and says, the triangle is complete. <laughs> Don't like it. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, so then on the roof, uh, Damon and Elena are are talking my bullet point my first bullet point says roof fucking (laughs) (laughs) she's like it's so pretty up here like you know what i could do this the lexi method hang out with you party with you wouldn't be the worst way to turn my emotions back on and damon's like oh i thought you hated emotions she's like i do maybe i'm just looking for an excuse to spend more time with you (laughs) 
Stop it. Uh, and then it's she, less a Lena and more like a Joey Potter thing. But you're absolutely right. Adults. She's like, um, I've never done it on a rooftop before. <laughs> I was disgusted. I'm like, maybe for good reason. Never say anything about doing it ever again. <laughs> and Damon's like, hey, you're not missing much. <laughs> and Elena's like, come on, don't take the high road. I'm not sired to you anymore. I want this and you want this. So they start making out. And Elena uh, reaches into his back pocket and Damon slaps her hand away. And he's like, looking for that and pulls out the list, you know, the like thing with Catherine's like list of former addresses on it. He's like, you really think that was going to work? Sex, the temptation, the booze. Kidding me? I invented that trick. She's trying to be rational. She should have at least fucked him. Like, don't, he's still like in the game. Like, what are you doing? Get the pants stupid. off. Right? Like, Rebecca was right. She's stupid. Mm-hmm. She's not not patient enough to play the long game. <laughs> so uh, we go back to the seventies, and David oh, yeah. and Lexi are waking up on the rooftop. The sun is starting to rise. Lexi's skin is starting to sizzle. So she like zoops into the shadows and um, is trying to open the door, but it just won't move. So this is where David's like, "Yeah, I reinforced it last night, which was hard because I had to be really quiet not to wake you up." psychotic fucked up he says that this is payment for the last six months of his life for the nagging for the self-righteous platitudes he says i'm paying you back for six months of you so he's lying about having flipped the switch and lexi is just like so horrified like that's where i was like thought it was worth it to talk about like all the things that like could have been for her because you see her kind of like lose all of it in a second and feel just like so foolish and uh. yeah she let her guard down with this guy and this is what happens yeah Uh. so you can imagine why she's not happy to see him the next time she sees him yes like you can really like it is so earned like her just absolute distaste for him and david says it's a joke a big fat lie the best part is you believed it you thought i was like stefan a wounded little bird that you could nurse back to help but he's a victim I choose to be this way. Oh, brother. (laughs) And he leaves her alone and says, enjoy the day. It's heard it's going to be a scorcher. And that's the last we see of her, right? Yeah. 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 She's stuck on the roof. So we don't even know how she got out. I mean, when the sun went down, she could have jumped down from the building, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just wondering if she, like, if you could even hide, like, eventually. But I guess. Oh, yeah. She had to, like, uh, finagle with the, the shadows. I think she could have yelled for Billy. Yeah. For Will, yeah. Yeah, maybe he checked. <laughs> I mean, uh, he is also a vampire, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So He could hear. He could hear her, yeah. So then, uh, present day, back on the roof, Elena's like, Jesus, you pretended to have feelings for her just to get you off your back, to, to get her off your back. And Damon says, I was willing to do whatever it took. Sound familiar? And so Elena yeah, claps. it sounds like the Degrassi theme song to me. <laughs> whatever it takes uh and elena's like oh are your feelings little baby guys feelings hurt and david's like ew not my feelings i'm looking out for you because one day you will flip the switch back on and all the bad stuff that you did is going to come rushing back and it's going to suck and so elena's like wait the moral of this story is you felt bad for lexi and he's like yes she became a walking talking reminder of all the awful things i'd done and I managed to avoid her for decades. And then she showed up in Mystic Falls to wish my baby bro a happy birthday. Boom. Rush of memories. Rush of guilt. 
And Elena's like, so your solution to that was to kill her. And he says, out of sight, out of mind. Every day that you're like Ooh. this is the day you might do one thing you can't take back. I don't like that out of sight, out of mind, just because it's disrespectful. It's like the, the fl- flippant way to say, well, that's why I killed her. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, like he, he's like, I will bat, uh, which it would be interesting to be like, to just get into that and be like, yeah, I like still was not done growing at that point. Like, I mean, if Elena, the Elena I know and the Elena I love with her emotions on and her brain solid <laughs> once more, it, if she ran into something that made her feel guilty, I don't think I would see her deciding to murder to stop that feeling. Yeah. That's not, that's not well. Damon has never understood that what works for him doesn't work for other people. And that is like such a fundamentally emotionally immature thing that I like can't get over. He really thinks it's a one size fits all situation going on. Because it's the same whenever he's like, Stefan, you have to like drink human blood normally again. And it's like, well, I mean, the way that would work for him is not the way it works for you. He can't just like casually start having a blood bag. Like it, it was like with him and Elena where he had to have like a little bit at a time. Like, I, yeah, it, Demo. <laughs> Come on the pod. Come on pod, read a book or something. I don't know. So Elena's like, that was really mean. Um, but uh, you say you had your emotions turned off like for that. You were spiteful, malicious, borderline evil. Like all of those sound like emotions to me. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe they were. Maybe it was the first one I got back. All the more reason and to cure you. <laughs> I mean, that's how it felt with Elena on cheerleading day. She seemed pretty spiteful and, and such. You know, like, why aren't we addressing that? Yeah. Well, because we got some jealousy there. Mm-hmm. Like there are dark things that you're allowed to feel. Um, so, uh, like Elena's like, I don't want the cure. He says, yes, you are. Even if I have to break your neck or tie you up in chains, we'll find it. And they are like staring at each other and who, uh, pops up Rebecca. She snaps Damon's neck and appears from behind him and says, what was that you said about handling things yourself? (laughs) (laughs) The girls smile at each other. (laughs) Oh, this next scene. Uh, so then we're in Bonnie's room, the room she has. Um, and she like wakes up to Stefan there and is like, wait, how did I get here? Like, how did I get off the island? Mayor Dad let uh, Stefan in her room, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, she does not remember anything. <laughs> yeah, it's Bruh. really fucked up. He's like, wait, what's the last thing you remember? And Bonnie says, I remember being in that cave. And Jeremy was trying to pry the cure out of Silas's hands. Please tell me you got it. And then she like Steph like realizes Stefan's like not looking at her, and she goes, "Oh, we didn't get it, did we?" And Stefan says, "Bonnie, there's something you need to know about Jeremy." Ooh. Yikes! So that's fucked up. Uh, she Silas uh, got into her mind like from that moment basically, and uh, she doesn't remember a thing, which also means uh, I don't feel bad for him, but it also means that uh, Addie like probably doesn't remember anything like since uh, his wife like his wife talked to him like since he like broke him his back in the cave yeah. originally mm-hmm. <laughs> time, time number one <laughs> yeah because yeah, like he was obviously go, like fueled by what, whatever Silas told him so he was saying all that but like he probably doesn't remember it literally or wouldn't he's dead now yeah. <laughs> wouldn't remember anything yeah that, like he d- did and he did a lot of bad things yeah <laughs> whoops whoops <laughs> 
So then uh, we cut to the woods. It is a Klaus and Caroline scene. Klaus is finishing up uh, (laughs) burying all the witch bodies. And he goes, great, 12 graves for 12 witches. Like it never happened. Only it did happen. Now Silas has everything he needs to open the gates to hell on earth. Shut the fuck up, Klaus. You didn't take Silas seriously when Cole was rambling on about it. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and Caroline's like, well, what the fuck? You were gonna let Bonnie die. And he says, I know arithmetic isn't your strong point, but one is still less than 12. Jesus, what is with you and math today? Yeah, you think he like, stole her transcript he's a little weirdo? Fucking freak? Stop it. I bet Klaus loves the feature film Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Oof. I've not seen the feature film Revenge of the Nerds. Caroline's like, yeah, well, that one was my best friend. And he's just like, whatever. Like, you can do whatever you I can. don't have friends. So you can sleep or maybe I, I did once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had one friend. His name was Stephanie. <laughs> uh, no, his name was Magellan. His name was Magellan. What was it like for Klaus and Magellan? Was it similar to what it was like with Klaus and Stephanie? Boyfriends? Uh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they definitely fucked. Uh, but also, just saying, we might find out that Klaus had a friend once upon a time in our in our next episode. So Caroline starts to cry because she realizes she killed 12 people. And Klaus goes up to her and goes, hey, you look like you're in need of comfort. Why don't you find someone less terrible you can relate to? <laughs> Which... It doesn't work when you nag her, idiot. I do kind of love it as a bitch move. Yeah, I I love her and respect her bitch moves. Fully snorted after that. It's hilarious, but he doesn't realize it only works when she nags him. It doesn't work the other way around. Pretty funny. He's so stupid. He's dumb. Um, So Caroline, like, leaves because she's, you know feeling like shit and Klaus gets to look sad for a moment like maybe I shouldn't have done that but then who is behind him but Silas and he says thank you of the three massacres this is the one I was dreading I mean he's a witch and he just killed a bunch of witches so it makes sense uh, it's, of course it's played by negative five so I yeah I didn't even realize that that's why I was just thinking <laughs> that it was negative five <laughs> um and Klaus is like ah Silas uh, so then uh, Billy's uh, Damon is like getting up having recovered from having his neck snapped on the roof and he calls Elena and she answers her phone and she's like morning Damon and Damon's like where are you and then Elena pulls out a piece of paper with Catherine's addresses on it and says the better question would be where are we going and Rebecca calls out like sorry Damon I think I broke your radio revealing that they are in his car <laughs> because they quote weren't gonna take the bus <laughs> how does Rebecca not know how to use her radio I don't know she might have like punched it <laughs> and Elena says I wish this could have gone differently I really do but we'll give Catherine your best <laughs> <laughs> good shit so then uh Stefan and Damon have a phone call and Stefan's like what the fuck did you do David says, let's just say it involves a 5'7 brunette and her blonde accomplice. <laughs> Dummies. And Stefan's like, fuck. Don't tell me this is going where I think it is. And David says, wrong fantasy, brother, unless you're into betrayal and snap next. The lead I had on Catherine, Elena stole it. You're searching for the words to tell me how badly I screwed up. Save your breath. <laughs> and then Stefan reveals that he did not stop the massacre. <laughs> 
And David goes, okay, guess Silas has everything he needs. And Stefan says, everything but the cure. Yikes! Our boys are back. Two failures for just (laughs) one family. (laughs) Giuseppe Uh, would feel, would say, I told you so. Yeah, Giuseppe was right. Yeah. These boys are useless. Uh, So then in the woods, Klaus is talking to Silas and he's like, sorry, like makes a show of like patting his pockets. He's like, I don't know the cure. (laughs) Silas says, you know who does though. And you don't want it to be used on you. So just bring it to me and it won't be. You get to live. And he goes, yeah, with all my dead supernatural enemies from the other side. He says, you know, you don't scare me, Silas, Shane, whoever you are. And Silas is like, yeah, but I know what does scare you. And he pulls out the white oak steak. And he says, your sister's mind's a little easier to read than yours. So want to reconsider my offer? And Klaus, like, doesn't answer. And he zoops at Silas, but he disappears. And then suddenly, he's, like, in the empty woods and, like, looking around. And Silas zoops right up to him and stabs him with the white oak steak. And he, like... Klaus screams in pain and Silas is like, I missed by an inch, but don't worry. I'm not trying to kill you. Not just yet. And he breaks off the tip of the steak, leaving it in Klaus's back. And he says, just a little something to remember me by. And he pats him on the shoulder and says, I'll be in touch. And just leaves him like, you know, moaning in pain on the (laughs) forest floor. Pretty cool. Silas is a real one. See ya, negative five. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and this is the end of negative five uh we want to eulogize professor shane that character its existence in a season of television no We're finally passed it bye bitch <laughs> like i'm sorry like i it didn't work for us <laughs> no from us dog if you guys want us to like not like reconsider but like have a like how did this get made style second opinion and you love atticus shane Email us. Send us an Atticus Shane fan fan cam. <laughs> no. Cashmere <laughs> anime. Oh god. Good lord. So uh shall we move on to American Gothic? Yes, no. we should. <laughs> so we open on Elena and Rebecca. They're getting out of their car. They're in they're in a Porsche now, right? Porsche Cayenne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A Porsche car. Um, no, I said Porsche Cayenne, the like the, oh, okay. um, the bigger said, guy, right? Yeah, I thought you said Porsche car. I'm like, come on, Morgan. One of those Porsche cars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're getting out of the Porsche, and Rebecca's like, why are we stopping? And Elise says, we've searched three cities in the last 24 hours. I'm sick of top 40 radio, and I smell like leather. And Rebecca's like, and that's my fault. You're the one who stole the list of Catherine's possible whereabouts. Did you ever think that Damon had bad information? So they are wearing quite thin on each other. <laughs> but then Elena uh, spies a girl, which I want to talk about this girl really quick. Are we to just <laughs> believe that like Elena and Catherine have the same taste in women? Yes. <laughs> like it's so convenient that it's like specifically this woman. <laughs> they have the same taste in men. So I was yeah. just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because like gay stuff. Gay stuff. I think maybe some gay stuff. <laughs> You really want it to be gay stuff. I do really want it to be gay. I'm like, again, starving for queer rap. <sighs> um, so Elena spies a girl and she's like, I'm hungry. Uh, and Rebecca's like, I'm not here for a pub crawl. I want the cure. And Elena's like, in a minute. 
So she goes on over to this lady and she's like, you startled me. And Elena's like, oh, did I? And she like starts to vamp out. And this girl's like, Catherine, what are you doing? So Rebecca and Elena are pretty surprised. And Elena's like, you know me? She goes, of course. And I know most people around here prefer you to feed from the neck, but I asked you to drink from my wrist. Remember? (laughs) So we've stumbled into something quite odd. (laughs) Like Rebecca's like, she fucking compelled a whole town. And Elena's like, okay, I guess we just found Catherine. She goes, what's my full name? And the girl's like, Catherine Pierce. Love the new do, by the way. Stop it. Stop it now. And Rebecca's like, how do you know Catherine? And then when this girl looks at Rebecca, she's like, how do I know who? So she can only talk about Catherine to at least who she perceives to be Catherine, yeah. uh, which is a pretty slick trick. Um, if, you don't have, if you don't have an identical doppelganger running around. A reminder that Catherine's smarter than all of them. <laughs> There's another moment where I decided that V.E. Schwab... <laughs> who wrote The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, stole it from Vampire Diaries. (laughs) Great book. Good book. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically like a girl who makes a deal with the devil to be immortal, but everyone she meets forgets her immediately. Oh, cool. Do do they like remember her when they look at her or do they have to start all over every time? Start all over every time. Oh, that's cool. Um, So we learned that like, this in this small town, everybody knows Catherine, and she compelled people to forget about her unless they talk to her. So Rebecca's like, "Wow, this is a pretty good little grift." And Elena says to the girl, "How long have we known each other?" But she can't remember. It's been a while, um, and this girl doesn't know where she lives, where she works, who she spends time with. She says, "Do I have any friends?" And the girl says, "Well, you said we could all be friends with you as long as we keep your secret." And Elena's like, "What secret?" And the girl just goes, "I don't." I don't know. <laughs> um, so then uh, we cut to Stefan and Damon. They're out on the road. They It turns out they, like, found, like, Damon's car was found on the side of the road. Like, whenever the girls ran out of gas, they just left it, which is so Women. funny. They're carrying, like, the gasoline. They're, like, and Stefan's, like, just be grateful that, like, Sheriff Forbes was able to track down the car after you let them steal it from you. And uh, they're, you know, they've they've got the the gas to fill it up. I and just realized Damon goes out of town a lot this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's weird. Stay home. Yeah, there is just a lot of leaving. Like there's, you know, there's the even like the Whitmore trip. Like there's a lot of just like specifically leaving Mystic Falls. It, we we like Mystic Falls. <laughs> it's home. <laughs> Mystic Falls is my home. And mine. And mine. <laughs> Say and mine, Jill. Say it. And mine. Say it. Yeah! And, <laughs> and even hybrids. Even hybrids. Will we get uh, better previously's again? I think we're done. We might be done. Forever? I can't remember. In the final they season, they I can't remember. Stylized ever again. But it's okay. Because I, I do remember um, everyone clowned on the Mystic Falls is my home uh, <laughs> one when it started. Yeah. And I, that's why they like changed it. They're like, and now we're looking for the cure. And that's the thing now. And then they just gave up, I guess. Like, they're like, no one will be happy. And we were happy uh, when we knew the risk. When we knew the risk, but he had to know her, I was incredibly happy. <laughs> it wasn't even like a special thing. It was just that part was it. <laughs> so you don't have to do anything fancy. Just give us like one thing. Yeah, please. <laughs> Um, so they're heading to Willoughby, which is where, um, Liz tracked the car that they stole. (laughs) 
And uh, Damon's like, well, I don't remember that name from the list of places I got in New York. And he's like, oh, the list that they stole? <laughs> and she's like, they'll be there. Like, the car's been tracked. And Damon's like, all right, whatever. Like, hopefully Elena's wherever it may be. And Stefan says, Willoughby, creamed corn capital of Pennsylvania. <laughs> the way he delivers that line. <laughs> he is enjoying dragging Damon. He's loving it. He's like, we'll be there. Just let's hope we get to them before they get to the cure. And Damon's like, ah, oh, silver lining. If Rebecca takes the cure, then she's mortal. We can just kill her right then and there. Do not. Stefan says, ooh, dark cloud. Elena sees a vampire forever. <laughs> He's sassing all over the place. Yeah, he tells Damon to table the revenge fantasies and keep his eye on the prize. Find Catherine, get the cure, get out before your neck gets snapped again. <laughs> And uh, Damon's like, believe me, I learned my lesson. Elena without humanity is a stone cold bitch. And I won't trust her until we get the old Elena back. Oh, wait, are you sure you've never seen her more alive, Damon? (laughs) So this is the problem for you, but not like her as your slave? Okay. Okay. Uh, So then we go over to Klaus' house. And Klaus is in a lot of pain. Leather pants. Laugh. And he is also shirtless and in leather pants. (laughs) Anyone care to comment? This is where I was like, did the writers, they're like, hey guys, do you think Klaus is hot? We want him to be hot for you. That seems to be a thing they're doing. Again, I just keep mentioning the spinoff. Like, do they want to be like, uh, some added viewers, if you think Klaus is hot, Mm -hmm. you should also come to the originals. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Klaus is in his leather pants. He can't get the steak out. He's uh, clearly in an enormous amount of pain. And then Caroline, or someone who looks like her, shows up. He's like, Klaus, we need to talk. What happened to you? And he explains, like, there's still a piece of the steak inside me. And, like, he's like, I feel like I'm dying. And he is uh, not well, and he is being a little bitch about all of the pain. But, you know, I mean, I guess it would hurt. So Caroline's like, look, as much as I'd like to watch you die, you still haven't found me that cure. And then Klaus realizes she's silence. It is a, a good little twist, and uh, I like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels like 15 out of 10. <laughs> Siri, play Upgrade You by Beyonce. <laughs> so um yeah he's like yeah that's right last night i looked like shane today i look like caroline and tomorrow who knows and klaus growls at her to show show me your real face i mean i agree you know and silas is like now why would i do that when i can look like whomever i want you to see resist me all you want klaus but until you bring me the cure i will bring you nothing but misery and, like, finally, just like that, we finally see Silas as cool as Silas is, which we did not see when uh, we had the, the Addy version of Silas. Is yeah. Silas hotter than Caroline? It, dep- it depends on what you're into. Some, I mean, I guess people... more my type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know. It's hard. You'll see. I mean, Kitasekla is attractive. I, she is so beautiful. I lo- also just, like, am in love with her. Like, I'm not in love with Silas. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like kind of like apples and oranges in that way. It's different. Like with with Silas is just lust. Yeah, it's you just you know, you just want a bone. Yeah. Okay. But uh Caroline is Silas hot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Caroline. Oh that we can all agree. Yeah, on that we we must all it's agree. It's like T Klaus level. <laughs> yeah. Um, See Silas. Oh 
T Klaus was dang. T Klaus was this season. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that. That is shocking to me. <laughs> yeah, that was this season, Jill. That feels like it was a hundred years ago. Yeah. What is <laughs> time? I certainly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't give you an answer. Oh, God. Uh, so, only Elena and Rebecca go to the post office and they talk to a mailman. And they're like, what? The mailman's like, what happened to your hair? And she's like, oh, I cut it. And he's like, in the last two minutes? And Elena's Which, like... Which, if, if he, if he stops, doesn't stop talking to her like that, uh, like, we're going to stamps.com. I'm just telling I you. Know. <laughs> we'll never see you at the post office again, man. So Elena's like, okay, that means she can't be... Like, they walk away. They're like, she can't be far. Like, you check inside. I'll look in the parking lot. And Rebecca's like, okay. So then uh, Elena's walking around and she is immediately thrown against a car and choked by none other than Catherine Pierce. She's back. She says, I'm impressed. I never thought you'd find me here. Oh, well, it's a beautiful place to die. (laughs) And uh, Rebecca grabs her, shoves her on the ground and says, I couldn't agree more. You've chosen a beautiful place to die. (laughs) Ladies. So we go to a diner where the bulk of their scenes will be in. I love a diner. Made me happy. Oh, I can go for some diner food. Uh, I wish we had a Waffle House in LA, you guys. Oh my god, I would kill for pancakes right now. I'm 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 going down a rabbit hole with pancakes now. Uh, at waffles. Waffles sound really good. Like some a hash browns, baby. Hash browns. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you guys. We're so sad. God, I'm i'm yeah. really hungry so cool <laughs> so oh my god <laughs> this i think we should they want to pay for this uh-huh. i think we really should keep keep this in or at least make it a bonus clip because we just literally just zoned out about <laughs> just side thinking about food <laughs> <laughs> holy shit oh well my i think my gummy's kicking it so the no. state of things Salve. my vodka did nothing it was like nothing so <laughs> I'm just living the world in which we live in. That's what's happening. Here. Oh, God. Um, so at the diner, uh, they get there with Catherine. They shove her into the booth. And Elena's like, where's the cure? And Catherine goes, what? No, I'm here to avenge my annoying little brother speech. And Elena replies, people die. We move on. And Catherine's like, oh, turning off our humanity switch, are we? Which is so mm-hmm. sad for the boys, though. Their special snowflake of human frailty gone. He says, well, damn girl. Yeah, it's like, well, if we're gonna be a while, I'm gonna go grab some menus. And she tries to leave, and Rebecca stabs her hand with a fork, pinning her to the table. And then, for the as long as that fork is in there, there is a pool of blood under her hand on like the placemat. It's a lot of blood. <laughs> so much, she loses so much blood. Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on how fast your heart beats when, or how much your blood circulates when you're. I'm dead. Oh, yeah, because they're, they're basically living, but not, you're like heightened. Mm-hmm. The oh, way the show is heightened. Yeah. So, if anything, she should um, just be bleeding like crazy. <laughs> that's why it's so much blood. Uh, and they acknowledge, because I think, uh, kind of figured that Rebecca and Catherine never met, but they did, like, they met back in uh, 1492. But, like, you know, I'm sure Rebecca, like, was in love with someone, so she was busy. Probably. And then, and then Klaus killed him, you know, the usual. Oh, yeah. Classic. And of course, Elijah and Klaus were doing their whole thing. <laughs> I'm just like imagining, I'm like, how many times do you think 
uh, Rebecca was in love with like a gentleman sending her letters that turned out to be Klaus being like, this is all a prank on you, but a prank that required me to write you love letters for four months. And he's like, you stupid girl. That makes me so sad. Just thinking about the 30 round joke where Liz is like, Tracy, that online like romance prank made me fall in love with you. And he goes, hi, you wore a yellow hat to that coffee shop, didn't you? And that's uh, all five seasons of the originals. <laughs> that is their relationship to a T. Um, so yeah, that's Rebecca God, and her brother. The, the way he has traumatized her. I'm really glad we'll be digging into that soon. Not even letting her know about the moon landing. <laughs> so Catherine's like, I forgot how charming you were. And Rebecca says, I'm surprised you remember me at all, seeing how you were so busy wedging yourself in between my brothers. That is not what happened. Her, her Klaus wanted to sacrifice her, so he wooed her. Elijah's <laughs> like, I like this sweet girl. She didn't do anything until she ran away. Yeah. Uh, so, Come on, Rebecca. Come uh, on. A waitress shows up that my transcript tells me his name is Jolene. That's cute. It is. Um, and uh, she's like, oh my God, what happened? And Catherine has to like compel her. You didn't see anything. I'm fine. So Elena's like, look, every minute the two of you waste with your yapping is another minute we give Stefan and Damon to find us. So Rebecca then grabs Catherine by the chin and jerks her head around and compels her to tell her where the cure is. But unfortunately, Catherine is on Vervain. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. the moment from being very hot. Uh, that, yeah. mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Did you not find it hot, Latoya? I mean, I agree, but I didn't lose my words much until right now. I had didn't have words going into this recording. I even told you. I was forgetting names. You've gained your words back, if anything. Oh my God. So uh, Rebecca's like, oh, cool. Then I get to torture it out of you. And Catherine's like, why do you guys want it? And Rebecca's like, why do you want it? To kill Klaus? She goes, no, like I've spent the past, I've spent the last 500 years running from your big brother. I have no intention of being within sniffing distance of him, but since it can be used against him, I'm sure he's itching to get his hands on it. I give him the cure. He gives me my freedom. And Elena sighs and calls Catherine a victim, which feeds into more like, I like, this is misogynist talk. Um, and she's like, where's the part of your plan where you screw us uh, over and someone dies? Many lists, uh, Elena voted for Trump. <laughs> the Chad you be listening to. Um, so yeah, like Catherine's like, I know you don't believe me, but the truth of it is people change. I'm not who you think I am. And she says, and like Helena tries to search her and she's like, I don't have it on me. And they're like, We didn't think you did, but like maybe there's something in your phone that can help us. And they find a 2 p.m. appointment. Yeah, I will just say this episode does kind of suggest that Catherine's telling the truth when she said, I've like, I've changed him, not like the person you think I am. At least that's the way, like, by the end of it, it's like, I, maybe she's telling the truth actually for once. There's a like shot. that one time, one time where she's like, uh, yeah, I love Stefan. And at the end, it's like, oh yeah, she loves Stefan. Yeah. So she has a little appointment in a book for meeting M, uh, lowercase E M. And um, come Elena's on, like, you fucking idiots! No, come on, Rebecca. It's your brother's fucking initials. <laughs> I didn't pick up on it. Are you Rebecca? Are you the sibling of EM? I wish. Eh, no, I don't <laughs> wish. <laughs> no, you don't wish. Not based on what you want to do. <laughs> no, I don't wish. Actually, 
Uh, so they ask who, who that is, and Catherine says, a friend. <laughs> winky, winky. And Elena's like, hmm, meeting him at two. Yes, I just have to meet M myself. Because <laughs> they're clones, they can do switchy places. <laughs> That's so fun. I love I love a good switching places with the clone story. I watched <laughs> se- many seasons of Warp and Black for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the only season I haven't seen is the last one. I'm just like, well, I have to rewatch it now. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I stopped after two. <laughs> like, got very confusing. Mm-hmm. I got that far and still didn't know what was going on. Yeah, my parents would be like, we have no idea what's happening. But that Tatiana Maslany. Yes. And I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> so then uh, at Class House, uh, Caroline shows up and is like, Jesus, I got all a million of your messages. This better no, be fucking she, important. This 50 bajillion? Yeah. Because she is a, a child. It's <laughs> trying to paint our girl in a flattering light. Well, please uh, remind Klaus. She is a child. Yeah, she's a baby, Klaus. Uh, so Klaus is like, go away. <laughs> and he's like flexing. It's a, it's a lot of, it's like peak Klaus-isms in, the, in this whole scene. He really is. Yeah, he's like, like, Caroline's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And he's like leaning on the piano, flexing. Caroline's like, what happened? He says, I need more time. Stop hounding me. And she's like, I'm hounding you? I'm supposed to be running three different prom committees right now. And you keep phone stalking me. And that's when Klaus realizes that, that this might actually really be Caroline since she's, you know, being mean to him. <laughs> and so Klaus is like, it's you? prove it and she goes she's like i don't know if this is some new way of flirting but it sucks and i have important things to do and that's when i said it's my way of flirting and that explains why i'm single (laughs) (laughs) so klaus i'm just like stop hounding me stop if someone shows you affection stop hounding me (laughs) that's that's my move (laughs) is it you (laughs) You're always throwing bottles. I am. I'm always throwing bottles. As soon as we stop this recording, I'm throwing this bottle. (laughs) Make sure it shatters against a wall at a pivotal point in your argument. (laughs) Um, So Caroline is like, this is fucking weird. And Klaus is like, Silas stabbed me with the steak. There's a piece stuck inside of me. And um, he's like, I, you know, called you because I'm hurt. And Caroline's like, you ran Tyler out of town and killed his mom. You think I'm the person to call you for help. And he does remind her that if he dies, that everyone dies with him, Uh, which is, you know, an important tidbit. So she's like, all right, what do you want me to do? (laughs) And you got to put your fingers and stuff all up in him. Yeah. Just like he wants. So then. (laughs) I mean, I guess there there are pliers, but if you really want to get it, you got to. Yeah, you got to. Uh, both of your hand gestures <laughs> what pinching which I feel like grabbing and flexing your hand but I'm just kind of pinching you gotta just put it in and go I don't think you can get all of your hand in uh, you can if you're a vampire you gotta pinch <laughs> oh yeah I guess she could just grab a handful flop it out Ew. Flop it. It's like Flop a fucking it. jack-o'-lantern in there. Like it's just wet. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can cut that. I don't want to upset any of our listeners. <laughs> Jill, I'm sorry. Jill is traumatized. 
We're keeping this in. We're all just deep. We're not okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. This day. Now we can say what day it is. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah, I've been humbled by the last 48 hours. <sighs> still counting, baby. So uh, then back I'm at Willoughby. Still counting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come through Pennsylvania. <laughs> Come on, Hickstown, PA, as Damon calls you. <laughs> uh, he's like, they're walking around and Damon's like, this is really weird. Like, why would Catherine hole up here? And Stefan's like, I don't know, but this is definitely the car they stole. We're in the right place. Uh, and Stefan is like, okay, so if we find Elena, how do we get her back to Mystic Falls? She's not going to go quietly. She's an original vampire as her bodyguard. And Damon's like, I don't know, we do whatever we have to do. Throw Rebecca under a school bus and wrap Elena up in a burlap sack. And um, Stefan's like, I'm serious, Damon. And Damon's like, I am too. I don't care what Elena wants right now. She's this close to going off the rails for good. And that ain't happening. (laughs) Maybe if you cared more earlier, this would have never happened at all. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just like fully laying down now. No, go for it. And Stefan kind of points it out. He's like, "What happened to the guy who thought Elena should embrace being a vampire and let the chips fall where they may?" And Taman's like, "Well, that guy got his neck snapped in New York, and he's pissed." That's all it took. I know. It's you like, know he's not smart. It also just does. It does feel like there's a certain amount of like you got tricked by a girl in here, and I'm like, Stop, yeah. So uh, we go to the diner. And uh, Elena comes out of the re- of the bathroom. She's like trying to do her makeup like Catherine. And she's like, what do you think? And Rebecca says, not quote. It's like, it's close. Not quite slutty enough, though. I think you need more eyeliner. <laughs> um, Catherine does not like this. Uh, Elena's like, I need your clothes. And Catherine's like, no. <laughs> and Elena's like, fine. Bracelet, watch, earrings, hand them over. So this is where we like remind what, um, remind ourselves what everyone's daylight jewelry looks like. <laughs> Um, cause Elena's is her ring, but Catherine's is the, is the bracelet. She's like, no, I need it. And it's not going to work on you. And Elena's is fine, but I need the jacket. <laughs> and, um, she like takes, she puts on the jacket, the jewelry, and she's like, you know, is it enough? And she's like, I don't know, the bad haircut, the doe eyes, you'll never pass for me. And Elena's like, you'll never pass for me. And like tries <laughs> to do the voice. And Rebecca's coaching her and she's like, throatier, more mannish. <laughs> And Catherine's like, you guys Rebecca's are Rebecca's having a time. It's like, Rebecca, like, let Rebecca hang out with girls. Yeah. You know? This was I'm such s- a fun scene. Let Rebecca have more girls. It, like, and I think this was, like, also something I think I felt on the originals, that, like, she didn't get to be in scenes with, like, just other ladies. Enough, I mean, she, I mean, she finally gets to meet her best friend in the originals, so. Like, let Claire Holt be in scenes with women. So, uh, you know, Elena gets the voice down uh, perfect to Rebecca's judgment. She's just the right level of contempt and hidden insecurity. (laughs) And then Elena says, something's missing. And then she looks down under the table and says, shoes. I want your shoes. And Catherine's indignant expression. (laughs) She's fucking pissed and does not want to give up those shoes. I have it in all caps. And then I write, K, dot, dot, dot. Hard eyes. <laughs> Elena's like, I'm being rational now. Uh, you know, like, she's going to come get revenge for, like, all of this, right? <laughs> like, think about that, dude. You're not thinking, like, you're not even thinking one step ahead. <laughs> yeah, so much for rational. Uh, so, Elena goes to the gazebo to meet this mystery person. 
And then we go to the Mr. diner. M. Uh, Rebecca is eating dessert. She's having a great time. And she's like, I've always been a little envious of the legend that is Catherine Pierce. You know, the way you could wrap men around your little finger. The way Elijah betrayed Klaus for you. The way the Salvatore brothers stumbled head over heels for you. And yet, here we are, all these years later, in a town that you've had to compel into liking you. And then she I mean, starts laughing. That sounds like a very Rebecca thing to do. So I don't know, uh, like, seriously. It's this two Spider-Men pointing at each other right now. It really <laughs> is. Like, ha- like Rebecca is 100% compelled to town to all like her. And class has just come and killed everybody. And it's been yeah. like, you will never have friends. <laughs> Throw in a bottle. <laughs> What a great guy. I wish you would do, just kiss Caroline already. No, don't oh, say no. that. I can't even joke about it. You and your fucking Galen Vaughn, give me something. That's fair, I'll let you have it. Oh my god. So then Rebecca starts laughing at her own joke and says, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It's really more sad than funny. Uh, so then Catherine tries to get in her head and is like, you know, you can't split the cure with Elena. And Rebecca's like, well, good thing she doesn't want it. And Catherine says, oh, no, but you want to take it. Are you really that dumb or just naturally blonde? So Rebecca's like, I want a normal life again. And Catherine says, you mean you want a do-over? Guess what? You can't have it. The cure will only take away your immortality. Everything else you hate about yourself, you'll still wake up with that in the morning. And you won't even be able to compel yourself a friend. (laughs) This is what you get for poking the bear, Rebecca. Yeah, so then um, Rebecca grabs her hands and starts crushing the bones in her arm. And Stephanie and Damon show up. And Stephanie says, ladies, playing nights. How drunk is Stephanie is in this episode? He's too sassy. Oh, he is like in a mood and it's very cute. And Damon says, I see you got to Catherine already. And then looks at her and says, you're losing your touch, evil one. Uh, yeah, and about, like, someone's mood, I think it speaks to the fact, like, what he says later to Damon, like, what is over? Like, I'm just gonna, like, I, I'm, like, I'm over Elena. He's, like, he really is over Elena. So he's just, like, being himself, and this is, like, this is, again, this is Stefan when he's not in love with Elena. Yeah, he is maximum levels of over it, and I think that's fair as hell. Yeah. So we cut back to Elena on the gazebo, and who arrives to meet her? But EM himself is Elijah, and he opens with Katarina. It's been apparently 17 episodes since the last time we saw Elijah. Oh my I God. feel every one of those. Jeez, like, wait, uh, I missed him. He's been I miss him so much. 100 years. An adult is finally here. I forgot what his voice sounded like. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yes, I remember this now. <laughs> Talk more, please. He, uh, like, Elena's, like, surprised, but she tries to, like, recover. And she's like, oh, you're a little late, aren't you? And tries to, you know, be a bitch. And Elijah's like, oh, you colored your hair. I like it. I like it. And she's like, thanks. It's actually going to. And then Elijah kisses her. <laughs> um, Elena's like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> and then tries to go with it and then he like he like the way they like break apart and then he gives her like one more tiny little kiss oh, it's smirnaw. very tender he's a sweet boy it's very sweet jill did you object to this because they were very it was very gentle no it was really cute yeah that was sweet yeah so elijah is like i've missed you and elena's like what the fuck i missed you <laughs> 
And Elijah's like, this is like an interesting little town. Um, do you have the cure? And Elena is like, oh, fuck. Um, and he starts to kind of seem like he's noticing uh, like her hesitance and that she's not quite herself. And then he very clearly clocks her daylight ring. And Elena's like, it's in a safe place. Why don't I go and get it? And I'll bring it back. And Elijah grabs her arm and is like, where's Catherine, Elena? <laughs> Good shit. Good shit. So we go to the diner. Uh, Damon, Stefan, Rebecca, and Catherine squad <laughs> are there. And Rebecca's like, let me get this straight. If I tell you where Elena is, you're going to shove the cure down her throat and then I end up in a box. I don't think so. <laughs> and Damon's like, what about you, Smiley, to Catherine? You know where she is? Catherine says, I can give you a hint. Start by looking at the town morgue. <laughs> I mean, does she not know that, like, Elijah really likes Elena? Like, calm down. You know, she's such an idiot. She's like, she went to meet a friend of mine. You may know him. An original an original brother. Impeccable taste. Cole? Uh. Finn? <laughs> Finn's dead. Uh, so As is Cole. Everyone is surprised. Uh, they're like, Elijah's here? And Stefan's like, you kind of have to question Elijah's impeccable taste if he's friends with you. And Catherine's like, oh, <laughs> when I say friend, I mean friend everybody like is gross the fuck out the best scene incredible the greatest scene they are disgusted everyone is essentially like ew <laughs> absolutely perfect and um he's like it probably took him like 10 seconds to realize she wasn't me and then he probably like ripped her heart right out of her chest and Stefan's like where are they and then, like, Rebecca doesn't seem to want to give it up and is like, you know, like, if something happens to Elena, you have no chance of finding the cure, right? <laughs> Rebecca's like, fine, you're at the gazebo. <laughs> so Stefan decides to go talk to Elijah and, uh, like, they decide that they will uh, follow Catherine to the cure. And Catherine's like, no, 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 that's my chance to win back my freedom from Klaus. And Damon's like, you really plan to broker a deal with him? And Stefan says, no, she's going to get Elijah to do the deal for her. That's why you need your little friend, isn't it? Something's never changed, Catherine. And um, it seems like like there's a nice moment there of like Catherine kind of like playing, kind of like hurt and resignation there. Like she knows better than to fight Damon on the fact on like saying mm -hmm. I've changed because it, whether it's true or not, he'd never believe it. And yeah. And then you have a bitch fit about her actually changing for someone. <laughs> makes me like a little sad. Yeah. Um, even though I know Catherine's an awful bitch. <laughs> so Catherine's like, fine, follow me. But then over at Klaus' house, Caroline is, you know, still trying to pull the, like, splinters out of him. And she still makes, doing it. She makes no. a jump. And she's like, oh my god, you do have a heart. Like, Klaus is just, like, screaming in pain. And it makes me laugh. And Caroline's all like, oh, whoops, just a bloody rib. And Klaus is like, well, I'm glad you find my misery so amusing. So Caroline's like, I swear there's nothing in there. And if you think I'm having fun, you're insane. But you know who's having fun? Silas. Do a little prank. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, Klaus gives her shit for having killed all the witches. And she's like, well, you can't get your hands a little dirty for me. And Caroline's like, look, I'm sorry, but you know what? You deserve to suffer for everything that you've done. Today, we're going to do things my way. You want my help? Let Tyler come back to town and give me your word you won't hurt him. Pretty good move. But he like, does des deserve to suffer for everything he's done. Her like, life is also dependent on him at this point. 
Yeah. So, like, she doesn't really have the higher ground. <laughs> well, no, she's saying she wants the D. If she can't live without Tyler, she's killing herself. You know something about that, Jill. True. Because <laughs> <laughs> without Tyler, who so, am I? Uh, without Tyler and everyone. <laughs> so I think this is a wise, wise enough bargaining move, especially since she, like, can't find it. She's like, well, if I, I can't even, like, I'm done. I've looked at There's literally, this. yeah, there's literally nothing there anyway. Yeah, so. there is nothing there. So <laughs> might as well. Um, leverage is leverage. <laughs> so uh, then at the gazebo, um, Stefan, uh, I guess, like, took the phone and called Elijah. And Elijah answers, like, Katarina? And he's like, hey, Elijah. And he Elijah's, watches Katarina and he wants her now. I know. Elijah then does call her Catherine to Stefan, which is kind of interesting. He's like, where's Catherine? And Stefan's like, where's Elena? <laughs> he's like, safe. How long she remains so depends on you. And he's like, you know. You're not going to do anything to Elena, Elijah. Like, we know. I know. He's like ch- chalking a big game. And Stefan's I mean, like. I I guess Stefan's dumb enough to believe he'll do something to Elena. But like, come on. Yeah. And so Stefan kind of is like, well, we have Catherine. So the same goes for her. And Elijah's like, Catherine can take care of herself against the two of you. <laughs> And Stefan's like, you actually need the three of us because your little sister decided to join Team Good Guys for the time being. And Elijah's clearly pissed. And he's like, put her on the phone. And Stefan's <laughs> like, well, she's not with me right now. So can't do that. Like Elijah's like, tell me where they are. And Stefan's like, no, no, no. No one's going to get hurt as long as Catherine hands over the cure. And so Elijah's like, you don't get it. Like my sister despises Catherine. Like Rebecca will end her the moment she ceases to be of use. And Stefan's like, okay, well, just tell me where you are and we'll talk this through. So uh, then Elijah says, Stefan, if anything whatsoever happens to Catherine, I will descend upon Elena. (laughs) Jesus. Very like Dennis Reynolds calling himself a golden god energy. I've missed Elijah so much. (laughs) Dramatic bitch. I love him. Uh, So he hangs up. And then we cut to Elena, totally fine, leaning against a wall, like not bound or restrained, just standing next to him. It's like when Stefan held Tyler hostage. Yeah. And she does say, you're both idiots. Which, true. And also we noted in the scene how he, he moves his his phone a lot. And that's like a thing he does in general, not even just in the scene. Like, that's a thing he does often. Yeah, he keeps like changing hands with his phone. It's like an odd affectation. It's like a weird, like, actory business beat change thing. That's fun. I mean, this is a man who hates books, so how do you think he feels about phones? That's a great can't, point. Can't bear to hold it in one hand. It starts to burn him. He has to switch hands. <laughs> oh, this incessant device. <laughs> oh, my God. So Elena gives Elijah shit and is like, thought you were supposed to be a man of honor. You're hooking up with Catherine this whole time. And Elijah goes, well, suppose this man of honor always shared a connection with Catherine. She contacted me when she learned of the cure. We thought we could be of mutual use to each other. Man of honor can fuck you guys. Like, stop slut shaming everyone. I know. Let people fuck. Elena's like, of mutual use, please. You fell for her trap. Just like every one, every other one of these idiots. And Elijah's like, don't underestimate me, Elena. I know who she is. I know what she's done. And Elena's like, well, if you think she's changed, she's playing you. She lied to you. And Elijah said, she didn't lie to me about your transformation. He's like, but uh, you're not just a vampire. There's something else. You're not yourself. You've abandoned your emotions. 
why? Which is such a like, I love that Elijah doesn't say turn, uh, turn your humanity off. I love that he says abandoned your emotions. So much more elegant. <laughs> wow, he's so much better than all of them. <laughs> Pathos. Also, she's calling everyone idiots. It's like your pl- plans barely work. You, like, you had one plan working. It was because of Rebecca. You have a red hair streak and you're going to throw around the word idiot? <laughs> she really is just saying idiots all over the place. It's like they really couldn't think of anything else to, to like, well, she has no humanity. What can we do? She, she says idiots a lot. <laughs> and she has a red hair streak. She loves being naked now. <laughs> um. So... Uh, he's like, why would you do that? And she goes, my brother's dead. Your girlfriend killed him. And Elijah's like, oh. She goes, you didn't know? Of course you didn't. And so Elijah's like, she lied. And Elena says, hate to tell you so, but duh. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Life's a bitch. Welcome to hell, you idiot. <laughs> uh, so then at Catherine's place um you know like damon's like they're carefully like following her inside and he's like no sudden moves no tricks no catherining <laughs> and he's like wow a quilt and a fish aquarium i was i immediately started laughing because the second you walk in you can just hear a bubble 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 bubble, bubble, bubble like bubble. i i not a vampire immediately clocked there are no fish in that tank damon a vampire notices the fish tank doesn't notice there are no fish in that tank He's de- or maybe he was waiting for Rebecca to like go upstairs. Um, and like Damon's like, who are you? And Rebecca says, a very old lady with dreadful taste. <laughs> so good. So then Catherine like pretends like looks in a, in a little safe on the bookshelf, and then she's like, Oh my god, the cure is gone. <laughs> Come on, girl. And they're all like, fuck you, we're not falling for that. <laughs> This is her being the kind of idiot that uh, Elena's talking about. Yeah. And they're like, this probably isn't even your house. And Damon's like, yeah, it doesn't look like the Catherine I know. And Catherine's like, well, maybe you don't know Catherine at all. Did it ever occur to you that you have no idea who I really am? And Damon replies, did it ever occur to you that you're not that deep? (laughs) (laughs) This whole small town girl thing is an act. And Rebecca's like, where is the cure? And Catherine's kind of like... Who, me? I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Rebecca's, like, done with it. And is, like, running at her. And Damon's like, hey, we need her alive. Cure's not here. You look upstairs. I'll take downstairs. We'll find it. And uh, Rebecca walks away. And Damon's like, look, so if I was a paranoid, distrustful sociopath, where would I keep my most prized possession? And this is where I was like, why don't you check the soap dish? <laughs> uh, but he does not. And he's looking around and he's like, you know, like, I want it close, but not on me, blah, 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 blah. He, of course, settles on the little treasure chest inside the fish tank that has no fish in it. He tries to reach in, but is immediately burned because the water has vervain in it. And he's like, this must be it. So he grabs out the little net and he scoops out the chest. And then Catherine zoops at him and shoves his head into the vervain water and holds him there long enough for his skin to start to burn. And uh, throws him on the ground. And she gets the chest and she runs. But Rebecca beats her to the door. And she says, give it to me or you're dead. And she goes, you're going to kill me anyway. So what's more important to you, huh? Killing me or getting the cure. So then she like empties the box and throws this little like kind of like big horse pill looking thing at her. Um, <laughs> and that was the cure. And then like tosses it behind her and runs. 
So it ends up like being like vervain with lavender and it goes like purple, right? Yeah, it's like reddish purple. Yeah. So it is uh, not the cure. Like Damon's like, don't think about it, Rebecca. And he's like, come on, let's talk about it. Like two rational vampires. And Rebecca's like, give it a rest. Me taking this cure is the best thing that'll ever happen to you. You don't want human Elena running back to Stefan whilst you're out in the cold again. It's like, go on, Damon, tell me why you want Elena to have the cure. And Damon fucking doesn't say anything, so Rebecca takes it, just in time for Stefan to see. And be like, no! No! <laughs> Fuck that shit! Damo? Come on! Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we're talking in circles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are, but it's it it, it must be said. Uh, even if it then must be moved on from quickly. It must be said. It must be said. <laughs> <laughs> Damo, you idiot. Oh my god. Uh, so then, like, Rebecca, like, faints after she takes the... She the, does? Yeah. She fucking faints. Which, which, given that it's, like, probably nothing in it, like, is embarrassing for Rebecca. Yeah. I mean, that was, like, concentrated verbatim. Yeah. I and I'm like, it tastes, so I'm like, lavender? Dork. Uh, so then, at Klaus's house, Caroline is, like, sitting on the couch and, like, looking at her phone. And, um... Klaus is just like, I can feel the splinters moving towards my heart. Help me. He's like crying. What a little bitch. Uh, and Caroline's like, give me your word first. I mean, Klaus clearly didn't learn from Bill Forbes' mind over matter. Yeah. And like, Caroline's like, look, like, like Klaus is kind of like, well, why do you, why would you trust me? And she's like, well, if you want to be friends, you have to show me that I can trust you. And Klaus is like, I saved your life twice. And Caroline says, because you put it in danger twice. So at least finally we address it. At least this was finally acknowledged. Something has to be acknowledged. (laughs) Uh, So that was appreciated. Uh, And Caroline's like, why can't you just do something decent for once? And that's the question of the year. Yeah. And Klaus is like, because Tyler Lockwood tried to kill me. Caroline's like, we've all tried to kill you and you've tried to kill most of us. How do you think you deserve my friendship when you've done nothing to earn it? Which is like, good. Correct. Yeah. So uh, Klaus starts shouting and is like, don't force my hand. Like, I won't have my hand forced by you or anyone else. <laughs> the Klaus I know, yeah. but also shut up. And Caroline's like, what is wrong with you? I'm Seriously. out to you despite everything that you've done and you still can't get over your own way god i feel sorry for you and she like turns away from him and like klaus like zoops around her and is like don't turn your back on me and she yells i should have turned my back on you ages ago and like this is like Mm -hmm. a very big like breaking point for them which i don't necessarily buy no (laughs) i didn't buy it at all (laughs) doesn't feel like new information i'll admit i mean it's new to klaus because he's a fucking idiot yeah all right, I forgot Klaus is dumb. So uh, then Klaus is like, wait, it's gone. The pain. The pain's gone, which means it was never here. He's like, Silas got in my head, but you took my mind out of it, off of it, and you brought me back, Caroline. And, uh, you know, they hold hands. And um, she helps him, uh, you know, so he can, like, sit down. And Caroline says, if Silas can make you, of all people, believe that you're dying, what can you do to the rest of us? Ooh. Be hot, probably. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till uh, Silas takes off his shirt. <laughs> um, <so>. <laughs> Love inside jokes. Can't wait to be a part of one one day. 
And you're so close, Joe. Oh, God, I want to say stuff and I'm not gonna, but people know what I'm thinking about. And I, let's be honest, an iconic face reveal. Yes. I. You're gonna like the way he looks. Am I? Yes. Joe, we're, we're, we're not like pulling your leg on that, okay? No, I, I know it for a fact. Okay. So uh, over at Catherine's, Stefan and Damon start fighting, and Steph, which is pretty reasonable. Because Stefan's like, did you try to stop her? And he's like, I, it was hard. <laughs> and Stefan's God. like, you just had to stall her. And he's like, I'm sorry, it's Rebecca. I didn't have a pony to distract her, Stefan. <laughs> it's like, this isn't Klaus. You know, like ponies are his thing. And <laughs> Stefan's like, you let her take it. You were never on my side. Now Elaine will be a vampire for the rest of her life, just like he wanted. And then Rebecca like gasps for air and like wakes up. Jesus. <laughs> I'm human now. She wakes up very humanly. <laughs> so then uh, in the alley that Elijah and Elaine are hanging out with, um, Elijah's like, look, I know what it's like to lose a brother and I'm really sorry for your pain. I just hope you can find your way back to yourself someday. And Elaine is like, ugh, just like you think Catherine's going to find her way back. She's like, you still think that innocent girl you saved from Klaus ages ago is in there somewhere? And Elijah's like, yeah, I'd like to think so. And Elaine is like, well, she's not. She's a monster. The girl that you fell in love with is dead and she's not coming back. And Elijah is so fucking cool in the scene. He says, I'm not a fool, Elena. Of course this has occurred to me. But what kind of man would I be if I didn't try to find my Katerina beneath this Catherine facade? Because, like, he knows. He's just, like, willing to try. What a romantic. A man. A man. Uh, I love him. So Elena's like, ugh, you boys are all the same. Like, David and Stefan still think that the girl they, they love is still in here somewhere, too. And Elijah's like, you can't blame them for having hope. It'd be a shame if the world lost a soul as compassionate as yours. It's true. Yeah. And Elena says, your compassion is a gift, Elena. Carry it with you always and forever. I remember reading that in a letter once. And Elijah just smiles and says, well, the writer sounds positively gifted. I'm sure he meant what he wrote. And Elena says, I'm sure he did. And it felt good to watch that letter burn along with my old <laughs> life and along with Jeremy's body. And Elijah's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then Catherine appears, snapping Elena's neck from behind. And she says, sorry, I got held up. <laughs> but also, her saying it felt good to watch that, that seems like an emotion to me. Yeah. I truly, like, love how appalled Elijah is by humanityless Elena. Like, he is offended. <laughs> Same. We all are. The cheek of this girl. <laughs> it is so good. It just makes me just positively happy. It makes me want a Lala. It does. <laughs> So then uh, at Catherine's, Rebecca is like, wow, I'm human. <laughs> I feel so human. She's like, I feel good. I feel great. I feel alive. Nothing is heightened. Yeah. And Damon's like, well, problem with being alive is I can kill you. And he throws a letter opener at her and Rebecca catches it out of midair with vampire speed. So never mind. She's like, oh, the cure didn't work. And Stefan's like, it worked like she wanted it to. It's fake. 
must have been concentrated shot of her vein or something. And poor Rebecca has just been clowned once more. If I were Rebecca, I'd be humiliated. Laugh again yeah. at the girl who loved too easily. Jesus. <laughs> Laugh again at the girl who believed she took the cure. Oh, God. Poor baby. Depressing. So then we go back to um, Elijah and Kathy. And Catherine's like, come on, she could use the nap. Must be exhausting trying to be me. <laughs> I love her. And Elijah's like, you killed Jeremy Gilbert? Because he's apparently like the hugest Jeremy stan ever. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's our new canon. Yes. And she's like, yeah, I killed Jeremy Gilbert. Like a bombshell. I'm sure she just couldn't wait to drop on you. Ironic, since she supposedly doesn't care about anything. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing that out, Catherine. You're a girl. And Elijah's like, well, I care. Because do you honestly feel nothing for this girl? A girl fated to live the same life that you've endured. And now you've just taken away the last of her family. Just like yours was taken away from you. Yeah. A- Your papa was taken away from you. Remember her papa. <laughs> Jill felt nothing, we know. I'm sorry, Jill. I want to cry thinking about it. I love Catherine. <laughs> when she's looking at their faces in the drawing, it's so cute. <laughs> so Catherine. The music. So Catherine is like, why are you looking at me like I enjoyed it? Jeremy was collateral damage. I was doing what I needed to do to survive. And Elijah says, is that what I am to you? A means of survival? Ah. Felt like I was being stabbed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) how dare he? (laughs) So (laughs) emotional. And Catherine's like, don't let sweet little Elena get to you. She hates me. She wants to turn you against me and convince you that I can't be trusted. And Elijah's like, huh, not answering my question. Catherine (laughs) says, no, of course you're not a means for survival. You looked out for me when I had no one. You're giving me a second chance when no one else will. I love you. <laughs> but, but she's like, but you don't believe me. Oof. And Elijah says, I want to. It's my disease. I just keep wanting to believe you. But how can I when at every turn you've given me reason to doubt you? I don't know mm-hmm. you. And I don't know that I ever will. Wow. So Elijah leaves, and this is the moment where you you feel like you see, like, genuine hurt on Catherine's face, that she pulls the exact wrong move, which is to immediately be like, but the deal you said you were going to make for me. Yeah. Catherine, come on. You're supposed to be smarter than this. Idiot. (laughs) Alina was right. Idiots all around. Yeah. And Elijah just looks at her for a moment, kind of like he has been, you know, that's all he needs to hear. He says, goodbye, Catherine. Not goodbye, Katarina. Goodbye, Catherine. (sighs) Jikes. Ow. Jill, how are you feeling about this uh, Catherine-Elijah ship at this stage? I mean, I love Elijah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust her, as we all feel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, I mean, I'm into it. (laughs) Yeah, I never trust Catherine Pierce. Doesn't mean I don't love her. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So then, um uh, Catherine uh goes up to a door and knocks and that girl that like Elaine and Rebecca talked to earlier is there she's like Catherine hey what brings you by this hour and Catherine says she's here to retrieve her package and she's like oh of course like you said your secret would be safe here <laughs> so I guess that secret she was talking about was this box that has the cure um so it looks pretty much <laughs> the same she did a good job <laughs> and the girl says hey what 
after all the secrecy, can I ask what it is? And Catherine says, it's my freedom. So it's like, that's not an answer, but okay, thanks. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so then on the street, Elijah's walking down and Catherine like approaches him and he's like, tries to walk away from her. And she's like, wait, like, I want to tell you that you're right. I spent so much time running and lying just to survive that I don't, like, I'm starting to believe my own lies. I don't even remember who I was when we first met, but I want to find out. And so she gives him the cure and she's like, look, I could shove it down Klaus's throat and try to kill him. But even if I managed to do, I'd lose you. And I don't want that to happen. I just realized it's like three Catherine scenes back to back to back. It's like, this is Catherine's story, baby. Get out of here, you, you idiots. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it being a Catherine episode of the show. Yeah, I'm glad that actress finally got her due. Yeah. It's like, look, if you're on a show for a while, for like a couple of seasons, like eventually you can kind of an episode that gets to spotlight you. <laughs> She's a good kid. Good kid. <laughs> Make it big one day. Um, so Elijah's like, how do I know this isn't another lie? Catherine Pierce deceiving yet another man. Oh. And she like gives him the box and like puts it in his hands. She's like, because I meant what I said about my feelings for you. And I'd like to think you feel something for me too. I need you to trust me. I want you to trust me, just like I'm trusting you. You don't owe me anything. I'm going to let you decide where we go from here. And she walks away. And, like, Elijah, like, looks at the cure and, you know, he's like, it's like, oh, okay, maybe this worked. Maybe there's a future for these two crazy kids. And I was, like, getting emotional. Yeah, like. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. Nina good. Nina good. And also, like, Elijah, like, Daniel Gilly's good. Like, he, like, he. He and Rebecca both have had their hearts broken, like, so many times. Yeah. They just absolutely tear me up inside. Yeah, they don't deserve the pain and suffering the way Klaus does. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good. And then, like, the always and forever theme is, like, building up, but it's, like, not quite there. And then he has a scene with his sister, and then it plays, and I'm, like, sobbing. Um, the scene is good. Uh, Rebecca's like, you and Catherine? I thought you were the smart brother. And Elijah says, you don't have a smart brother. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm just as stupid as the rest of you. <laughs> Shade. He finally he finally reveals he's a fucking idiot too. <laughs> Amazing. A family of idiots. And Rebecca's like, just give me the cure so I can silently judge you elsewhere. And Elijah's like, why would you want it? And she says, I want to be human again. And he's like, I don't know, like, how do you know that being human is the answer that you're looking for? Like, it's, it's nothing but a romantic notion. The grass won't necessarily be greener. And she's like, I don't know, you're probably right, but I don't care. I want to live a simple life as a normal person. When it ends, it ends. Because we have 20 lifetimes together, Elijah. Isn't that enough? And Elijah says he doesn't understand why she always considers their family a burden. And he says, always and forever. I mean, those words are as important to me today as they ever were. Um, then see your family sometimes. <laughs> you were gone for 17 episodes. Cole's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, I know he wasn't in the always and forever gang, but like. <sighs> I mean, of course, fucking Cole and Finn hate them. They weren't in the always and forever gang. <laughs> they were left out of the pact. So like Rebecca's like, you'll always be my brother. And I'll never stop loving for, loving you. But now it's time for me to live and die the way I choose, not the way you and Nick want me to. And she's like, please give me the cure. Her phone rings. It is Klaus. He's looking for an update on the search for the elusive cure. 
<laughs> and Rebecca's like, things have gotten complicated. In fact, why don't you speak to one of those complications? Here, and she gives the phone to Elijah, who answers the phone, complication speaking. <laughs> what a little stinker. I love him. I love him. I love his hair. I love his voice, his manner. Just a, a, a true king. And I don't use that word lately. So uh, Klaus is like, great, like Elijah's here. Like, this is fun. And Elijah's like, yeah, someone had to take charge. And now that I have, I've got the cure and I'm bringing it to Mystic Falls. And Klaus- I mean, Elijah just comes back in and all of a sudden he has the cure. It took this whole fucking long Klaus couldn't get anywhere near the cure. He didn't get into the, the fucking cave. It's great. Like, just shows up and immediately has like all the leverage he could ever want. <laughs> Amazing. And Klaus is like, well, I'm sure you have a long list of demands. And Elijah goes, not that long. And Klaus says, come home, brother. We'll settle this like family. Which means to me that he's going to dagger him. Yeah. God. It's all the only interpretation I get from that. Yes. So then at Klaus' house, Caroline has cleaned this house as well. <laughs> Honey. Um, Klaus is like, thank you for helping me. And she's like, yeah, well, if you need anything else, don't call me. I have a prom to plan. <laughs> and then he leaves. And But Klaus is like, friends then? And she looks back at him and says, are you going to let Tyler come back into town? And like, Klaus does not answer. So she just like shakes her head. And then he says, you might have noticed I'm not exactly scouring the earth for him, am I? And then Caroline smiles and I'm like, like the like the truly the like clip art star minimum. with the comic sans you tried written on it. Like yeah. <laughs> it is the smallest metal in the world. I mean, obviously we're going to watch the original, but I am ready for Klaus to go. It's clearly past time for him to go. He's gotta get to stepping. New Orleans. <laughs> the trumpet. The trumpet. <laughs> Mumbo number five, the song synonymous with New Orleans. <laughs> we get so many angry letters. I'm sure we will. Oh my god. Oh god. And now it's kind of, the podcast has turned around, so now Jill's the one who was angry about everything. Sorry, as opposed but- to me. <laughs> Just so tired. I'm really, I'm like so fucking tired. I'm going to, I'm going to sleep after this. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. So we go, we go to the, um, we're outside the diner with Damon and Stefan. And Damon's like, all right, you're right. I let Rebecca take the cure. It's like, I thought for literally a second, if Rebecca takes this, all my problems go away. And I couldn't think of one good reason to give it to Elena. And then Rebecca took it. And I realized how badly I screwed up. Stefan's like, what is your point? And he goes, my point is, I'm sorry. I had a moment of weakness, Stefan. It's my thing. Like you and I falling for the same girl. It's our thing. And someone's like, I'm done with this bullshit. I want to get healthy. I did therapy off screen, apparently. I was so proud of him. Yeah. Right? He's like, I refuse to keep repeating our mistakes. Like, I'm out of here. Uh, Jill. Again, could you ever imagine you'd be like, well, Stefan's the one, obviously, of the brothers. Like, he's the one you choose because, like, he is a uh, sensical. Yeah. A good boy. <laughs> Jill's like, I, I can't believe where we are. I cannot believe we're almost done with season four, right? Yeah. And I'm just, like, fully Team Steve. 
<laughs> not for Elena, like, but like yeah, Steve's like I don't even want Elena. Yeah, I'm just team I want Steve him to be happy in regards happy to the brothers. <laughs> yeah, uh, they really uh, fucked up Demo and Elena, didn't they? I would like to say that my first bullet point in this scene is Demo admits he's dog shit, but he <laughs> learned in all caps. Like, like, look, okay, I was bad, but I learned something. You tried Uh, Comic Sans Star. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm, again, I'm so sorry to everyone. I'm sorry, guys. So, uh, you know, Damon's like, all right, let's just get the cure, and then we'll talk about you riding off into the sunset on your lonesome. And Stefan's like, do you still want to get the cure, even if it means you might lose her? Damon says it's a chance he's willing to take, which I've fucking heard that before, but whatever. So Stefan's like, well, all we have to do is convince her. So they go inside the diner. Jolene, the waitress, is like, sit anywhere you like. And they sit down at a booth with Elena. Elena's not talking to them. And Damon's like, why are you talking to us? You're the one who asked us to meet you here. (laughs) And Elena says, you know I don't want the cure. You need to know that I never will, and I'm done talking about it. So will you accept that and let me be who I am or not? And Damon says, no. (laughs) And Stefan's like, Elena. I will never let you be who you are. (laughs) Yeah, Damon will never allow that. Stefan says, this isn't you. She says, it is now. And you two really need to accept it. Because if you don't, there will be consequences. (laughs) And it's like, ooh, mysterious. What consequences? (laughs) So Stefan's like, I've been in your shoes like when my emotions were off you refused to give up on me true those idiots really gloss over the whole consequences part you should have like pressed her on that (laughs) yeah so elena's like oh thanks because uh jolene offers to top off her coffee and then she zoops over it snaps her neck and lets her body fall to the floor the coffee pitcher shatters and elena says like i said consequences that's one body you're responsible for you keep trying to fix me, there will be a second, a 20th, and a 100th. It's your choice. And then she leaves. Damon looks at his brother and says, still ready to ride off into the sunset? And our episode <laughs> is done. I mean, uh, uh, Elena was in the right there, I guess. I mean, she did have a point. Like, just leave her alone. But also, again, girl, leave town. Yeah, like, then go. What do you want to be doing? Like, besides, like, drinking blood. Like, you could do that any number of places. Go move to New York. Maybe she wants to get a high school degree so that uh, the job market. Really? Where's high school? Get out of the U.S. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that, is our, that is our ending. Jill, what do you think about the, the soul of our dear girl, Elena? Things aren't looking good. It's a bit concerning. Is she, like, the villain for the rest of the season? <laughs> I mean, technically, Silas Silas, is our villain. Oh, yeah, I already forgot. (laughs) Negative five. (laughs) Um, Not anymore, baby. Not anymore. (laughs) But, Uh, yeah. Elena's come a long way from the girl we once loved. She sure has. (laughs) I mean, it's it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left her without a pizza step two. Step two. Step two. Step. Step two. Step two. You like that? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I I miss our friend Elena. I'm very much ready for Silas, apparently, mm-hmm. and season five. <laughs> um, Jill, would you like to treat us to your rankings? Yes, and I have decided 
that now I'm <gasps> going to go with like the actual players so that Tyler. I don't like it. I want Tyler in. Tyler would just be number one. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. Do you have a five or a six ranking? This is a five. Okay. And I took okay. Tyler out of the game until he comes back. But we know he's the real number he's one. He's the real number one. So it's six in that way. Yeah. <laughs> you should like put a bracket for Tyler. Like a standing number one bracket. <laughs> in the non-Tyler category, the best characters are. <laughs> Coming in at number five. We have Caroline. Seems pretty low for her, but okay. It is low for her. Such two Klaus-heavy episodes with her. (laughs) Number four, Catherine. (gasps) Yeah, Yeah, baby. baby, baby, Number three, Lexi. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby, yeah, baby, yeah. Number two. (laughs) Do they like us saying yeah, baby? Yeah, baby. I'm so tired. I'm like, same <laughs> but I can't wait to find out who number two is Rebecca yeah it is Yay. baby and any guesses to number one is it our Elijah. friend M it sure M. is M. yes <laughs> yes 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 taking yes. Tyler's spot <laughs> <laughs> number one um, unofficially called the Tyler spot <laughs> Yes. Uh, remember when you were lukewarm to Elijah when he was introduced and you're like, what is this who, guy? who, the introduction, I was like, this man is confusing. I think uh, the introduction is, uh, this man is perfect, but okay. Yeah. Now, knowing what I know now, yes. <laughs> Again, I need to rewatch this entire series. <laughs> well, if we, we do don't... it our second time through for the pod. <laughs> what if we don't move to college and instead we just start over? <laughs> Uh, it's like, let's, okay, so let's rewatch the high school seasons first. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god, oh, crushes. crushes! That's part of the show. Mm, that's a part of our show. Um, I have mine ready. Me too. Um, would you like to go first? Would you like to go first? Yeah, you go. Okay. Uh, episode one, it is Lexi and Demo. Hot. Episode two, it is Elijah. Duh. Cool. Uh, mine uh, for the first one is Bex. Is uh, it's Rebecca uh, for? Oh yes, for like killing that, killing that dude. Yeah. Um, it's the hottest thing that's ever happened. I love her. Um, it is perfect. And for the second it episode, it is Elijah and Catherine. They count as a pair, and I am picking them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're on the outs. That's why I was like, I don't want to know if I want to pick them as a pair. But I have such intense crushes on them both. <laughs> well, yeah, we all do. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jill? Uh, my first episode is Lexi. And for the second one, I was like, can I do just, like, everyone? (laughs) But ultimately, I'm gonna go with the girls in the diner. (laughs) (laughs) Hot. Uh, my question is actually the diner. Yeah, the diner. Yeah. I I am going to order pancakes on, like, Postmates, like, now. (laughs) <laughs> I hate you because I, I, I have to wait till tomorrow to order things. Our delivery, pancake delivery with is that good? Depends on the place, but yeah. 
can be. And then a pancake, you just put it in the microwave and warm it up and you'll be good. It's still a good pancake. You just don't get it. Like everywhere in LA knows to not put the butter and syrup on it. So you have it separate. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm thinking about pancakes again. Yeah, I'm- me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to do some hard eye hopping tomorrow. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, and with that... <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see. Our next episodes are 19 and 20, which are, uh, what are these episodes titled? I know what one of them. Pictures of You mm-hmm. and The Originals. Pictures of You is our prom episode, and The Originals is our The Originals episode. Yay, prom! So we'll have Michael next time, right? Oh, yeah, Michael. Yeah. Oh, my, and my, I was like, I was like, Michael the... <laughs> Michael Michelson? Michael Michelson? <laughs> I was, I was like, like, he too. did not know. <laughs> but yeah, Michael <laughs> Jason? Yeah, yeah. he's coming. Yeah, he's so excited. That, he loves the original Spectre pilot, so he's going to be so amped. I am really excited. You do. Uh, Jill, it's it's like finally here. We, we made it. <laughs> we get to quit the podcast now. Yeah, we only promised to get through to the original Spectre pilot, as we told all of you, guys, you from the beginning. Yeah, we've been saying that every week. <laughs> we quit the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I guess you can find me on Twitter at Lovefergs. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm so sorry. I, I can't put it in effort anymore. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Moonich. And me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins. Oh, yeah. All right. XOXO. We love you, gang. Get some sleep, too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.